When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Viking Heads. Check out Viking Heads at vikingheads.com or check them out at Viking Head Bait Co. We got a ton of new stuff coming out. Um, we'll have the Finesse Heads dropping this month. We'll have, uh, gosh, a two and three ounce dropping, a, a ton of great stuff. Please check it out. If you like the podcast, please support them, which is me. <laughs> uh, next thing we have is a big deal. We did it last year. It was amazing. It's the PCS show. So here's a little piece from my buddy, Mike Bond. Uh, okay, Crankers, it's showtime. Mark your calendars for the best fishing event of the year. The giant 14th annual Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show, March 7th through 10th at the OC Fair and Event Center in Costa Mesa. The single largest gathering, all things fishing in SoCal. That's a 217,000 feet of fresh and saltwater fishing, tackle, boats, marine accessories, electronics, kayaks, sport boats, landings, lodges, resorts, charter operations, destination travel, outfitters, retails, and more. Come take advantage of the best deals of the year from major tackle retailers and boat dealers. Book a bucket list trip, travel trip, mess that one up, learn from some of the top names in the sport fishing industry in one of many in-depth fishing seminars. Four full days of bass to bluefin, trout to salmon, long range to overnights, Baja to Costa Rica, mountain resorts, BC, Alaska, and everything in between. The 14th annual PCS show is here. Tackle, boat, and trailer show at the OC Fair and Event Center in Costa Mesa. If it swims and humans, if it's, <laughs> I probably mess this, if it swims, if it swims and humans fish for it, it's here. Mike, you made that really difficult at the end, but it's the truth. Um, check it out. I will be there. I will be in the same spot as last year. I'll be next to Uncle Bing Bong, Toxic Bait. They're going to have some great stuff going on. I will also be next to Staben, Optimum. I'll be next to Fred Clinchot. All those guys we were next to last year will be there. We're going to have a ton of stuff. We're going to have new things that we haven't had before, some really good things. Um, we're getting ready right now for this, so please come down, check it out. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, as soon as I find out the booth number, I will tell you guys where we're at. This is a long commercial, and I'm sorry. So now we're going to get to the guest. Uh, like I told you guys last year, I wanted to change it up, and I finally did. Um, so we did Mark Higashi, but I did it with Eric Lanisfine. Eric and Mark have known each other for like 30 years. Uh Eric knew Mark when he was at the old location, which is at the 7-Eleven down the street. And he met him there in their early 20s, like 22, 21, when they had the shop. So there's tons of great stories, opinions, information, stuff you would have never thought of. 
Uh, Eric was a great co-host. Uh, we're going to be doing a little more with him this year, probably like once every month to two months, he's going to be doing, being a co-host with some of the guests you've heard before our new ones, but uh, it's cool having his, uh, different guys have their little opinion. I just feel like it's new. It's fun. Uh, makes it a lot of fun for me having, you know, guys that I, I, I respect and enjoy on. So I hope you guys like this one. If you could give us a five-star review, I'd appreciate it. Uh, check out the Patreon. I will be announcing it this week. It's been super busy filling orders uh, with some tackle shops. So I apologize to everyone that hasn't heard from me on that. But I will have a a, a, a Patreon sponsor this month. And you'll see it on the Patreon. So if you haven't signed up, you can look there. And it will be updated this week. Uh, five-star reviews appreciated as well on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to the podcast. And uh, that's about it. So I hope you guys like this episode with uh, Eric Lanasine as my co-host and Mark Kagashi. Thank you guys for listening. All right. I, I think we're ready to go, guys. They know. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today... We have two saltwater legends. <laughs> one legends. hero and one zero. <laughs> um, like I said, this year I wanted to do more co-host. Uh, Eric's going to co-host with me, and we're going to do one with Mark. Mark and Eric have known each other for how long? I don't remember. Uh, 30 years. 30 years. Oh, long time. Yeah. I remember when I first met you, you were standing <laughs> us at a West Coast Tackle with a model helicopter and a bunch of rods you were dropping off to Arnie Searing. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember. I you know I, I have a better memory apparently. So uh, long time. This is these are the ones that I, I love doing is the history of buddies and you guys don't know like you everyone watches uh, the famous guy now Eric on a bloody Dex, <laughs> his whole bloody Dex video. Yeah, I'm know? not dying of heart condition by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone's heard Eric and and it's cool to know like uh, we always talk about performance. This is the, my favorite tackle shop I go to. Thank you. So. Uh, we we talk about it all the time, but you get to hear a little history with Eric and Mark and kind of how they met and the shit they've seen. They've seen the calico industry kind of blow up. They've seen the the uh, surface iron stuff blow up. Uh, you know, he actually took Eric striper fishing before, right? He did, yes. Yeah. So he's been freshwater fishing yep. before. I mean, yes, I have. So he's done it all with them. <laughs> and so, he took um, me on a trout fishing hate mission at Mammoth <laughs> Lakes <laughs> a couple times. Hate mission, huh? Yeah. Oh, I, we got. I'll tell you all about that later. Oh, yeah. I don't so, remember. Yeah. I do. I remember all Was of that it. After we went snowboarding. You guys went snowboarding too. Yeah, we, yeah. Mark and I used to snowboard uh, together as well. Yeah. So yeah. So let's uh let's talk about how you found out about performance, Eric. I found out about performance. How did you find out yeah. about it? So yeah. before there was a performance tackle, there was a company called uh, a store called West Coast Tackle next to Tubby's Liquor Store off uh, Spring Cer and no, Cerritos and Los Alamitos. Yeah, and uh, our friends uh, Joe Arvey, Joe Arvey, Sky Settler. God rest the, his soul. Yeah, so you know, uh, and Sky Larry had Burke, still 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 alive. Yeah, in fact, he, he still does our reel. Larry Burke is. Uh, yeah, he's still around. But uh, Sky Settler, uh, God rest his soul, had uh, one eye fishing, the other one looking for worms. And there was, <laughs> there was many times that I walked into the shop, and he, he always could hold everybody. But he's like, hey, what's up, buddy? And I'd be like, hey, how you doing? They turn all startled at me because he's talking to somebody else. Yeah. But uh, Mark used to wrap rods for them. And my friend uh, Arnie Searing, who ran the Southern Cal back in the early 90s, when I was actually working – 
On the victory. On the after the victory, I worked in the ticket office. You at, worked on the victory. Yeah. yeah. Shit. And George worked, Zenos and yeah, Mike Blue back, back in '87, '88. Yeah. Shit. You were on the boat for more than two years. God, you yeah, was, for yeah I don't time. even know. It was, was yeah, like I was thinking through '87 through '90, and I I was also working in the ticket office at Burr Fifty Five Sport Fishing. Okay. And I knew my friend Arnie <clears throat> Searing used to work in the ticket office, and he had a mobile DJ thing on the side, and he didn't have a truck. So I would use my truck to take him to the mobile DJ gigs, and I'd get really drunk as a 17-year-old or 18-year-old, and he'd drive the truck home. But uh, he also <laughs> worked sure part- he would drive it home. He, yeah. wor- he, worked, he, worked part-time at, uh, <laughs> he worked part-time at West Coast Tackle, and back then West Coast Tackle was not a lot of stuff in there. No. And there was like a counter, and Arnie would sit behind the counter with a fucking parrot there, and his parrot would bite the crap out of you. If you touch it, so we would give it lead <laughs> egg sinkers, and you I let think, it bite the fucking sinkers. I, yeah, I think it ended up dying of lead poisoning. I'm not sure, but, <laughs> but Mark used to be the rod wrapper yep. there, and he'd I wrap it home. Do. Tell him about that. Where were you then, Mark? Oh gosh, I, dude, I, I can't remember shit. <laughs> uh, I was how probably long ago? like what seven, eight, seventeen. 18? You guys are pretty much the same age, you and. Yeah. yeah, he's like 13 years older than me by looks, but <laughs> yeah. I think we're about the same age. Yeah, <laughs> damn Asians. <laughs> Crazy <hell>? Gideon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll throw this crown on the floor before I sell it to you. Sorry. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> West oh, Coast oh, yeah, oh, yeah, West Coast Tackle. Yeah, I used to do piece work. I'd go pick up rods. after. I used to work for uh, um, Fisherman's Hardware in Long Beach and... That Next door to Joe Joe's. Yep, Joe yep. Joe's place has been since closed down. Then I I found out about West Coast Tackle because Larry came in there for parts for a reel or something, and <clears throat> I did all the piece work over there for a while. And then I met Eric in there, um, and I would basically take because it's piece work. I didn't work there. I just take rods and bring them back, and then uh, <clears throat> so I, you know just go is snowboarding it, in the winter and who, who build would, rods. Who, and, and I have a this is a question I've been waiting to ask you. Who kind of had you cut your teeth on rod building? Because uh, even swim bait guys, like that's the thing you cross over, salt, fresh. Uh, people respect you a lot. Even the swim bait industry, you know, I've heard Ben Donati, like low down, say how Mark's the guy. You know, a lot of people. Who kind of taught you Gosh, what you know? You I, know what I'm saying? Um, I would say probably the early days um, when I was going into uh, Fisherman's Hardware. Um, I remember going with my neighbor. He would... Uh, it was my friend uh, Donovan, his dad. They would go get um, uh, a special at JoJo's, and his kids would go walk around in there and then started fishing the pier and broke rods, and I just would try to fix them and build them and went in there and bought a little handbook. And then... Um, that, that was that uh, the guy, little... with the guy in the plaid shirt on the cover of the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like a cartoon drawing. Yeah, thing, I still know? have that. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I but, uh, it. <laughs> daily <laughs> and um from there you know uh jerry king and paul panzer used to wrap rods there and then i got a job you know during the summer months i was like i think i was like 13 or 14 years you were ro- wrapping rods yes oh well about God, maybe 14 dude. 15 then the store got sold um and that's a whole nother history mm-hmm. um deal and then it got sold <clears throat> and then i was uh i worked there and built rods and then 
went to West Coast Tackle. So that's kind of how I started and just, you know, tried a bunch of different stuff. And then, of course, meeting Eric along the way. And So what I want people... to say about that is I was uh, the rod wrapper at uh, Sportsman Supply prior to becoming Savon Tackle. When the Stonewood Mall uh, you shopping were, You were – I didn't know you were the, the rod wrapper. Yeah, I was. I thought short Matt time. was too, Matt right? was before I got there. Oh, no, okay. he was the rod wrapper at Savon Tackle. I wrapped rods at Sportsman Supply. Okay. So the Stonewood Mall used to be an open shopping center, yep. and they enclosed it, and Bob Solomon, who owned it, did not want to be part of the enclosed shopping center because access to his store would be blocked. Okay. So he bought Save on Tackle from Paul Portnoff, which Matt worked for, and moved over there. And I actually was one of the guys that built the Save on Tackle you see now. We built all the showcases, all the shelves, all the other <coughs> stuff. But I was, uh, before that, I was the rod wrapper at. Uh, Sports, Sports and Supply, wow. and I absolutely sucked. And Mark obviously didn't because he's he's made a career out of it. And I wrap rods again now, but they're garbage. <laughs> You're getting better, What's though. the name of your rod? Uh, your rods? Shit dog rods, yeah. Shit dog. Or Scheisshund for German. <laughs> so uh, you guys met each other. This was 18. You met him? No, I, I met Mark probably. I was probably... You know, and we, we met, but we weren't really buddies. And yeah, then I got to know like him through. Uh, so all of us were tied into the city of Steel Beach in some capacity yeah. with Sean yeah. Morgan, his brother Kevin, and Mike Scott, who mm -hmm. worked under Ed Leland, who just recently yep. passed. passed. And I, I still picture Sean Morgan to this day. His brother Kevin, I haven't heard from in a long time. And I Mike Scott went on to something else. But um, it, when they closed West Coast Tackle, one of their good customers, Ned Washburn. Yeah, Wallace. Uh, Wallace, sorry. Um, he kind of backed yeah, you. backed me and then uh, basically. Tell that story. Able to open performance tackle. So we've been here next year will be 30 years. It's crazy. Wow, it's like dude. dated 30 years. Dude, that is awesome. That's, it's like, what the hell? What the hell? That's for Bobby. <laughs> so let's talk <laughs> a, little a little bit. A little bit there. Mark, let's talk a little bit about those early let's years talk. and months at uh, at <laughs> Performance years. Tackle. Oh, uh, the awesome. Oh, that's. Uh, so we used to. <laughs> of course, we're young. Like, you have to remember when I opened the store, I was like, what? I'm. It's 21, 22. Yeah, we were, you were, a kid we were feral back then. We had oh, no yeah. sense of anything. Yeah. yeah. I had my partner, Mike Scott, uh, at the time. Who and it turns out was the brains of the operation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, probably. Yeah. He's, he's actually doing good. He, yeah. he has, uh, what, uh, Crew West Marines. So right. He's really busy. Oh, yeah. he still does? Oh, your, he's in the Marine. Yeah. He, okay. he, he does. Um, um, the service yachts and yachts, sets yeah. stuff up and so stuff like that. So if you need any yeah. electrical high-end yeah. wiring, he's the guy to talk to. Okay. So, but uh, we... <laughs> Eric would come over late at night, and so, we'd prank let me, call. Let me, let me, let me back up a yeah, so, so Mark, Mark used to live at the shop. He was living with his, his parents at the time, and Mark's shop was the hangout. Yes. And I get off work and passing at five o'clock, and I would drive there. I pick up my buddy yeah. Tim on the way over, and we get there at like seven, eight o'clock at night, and we'd be there till freaking midnight, midnight a lot of yeah. nights. I, I would work like I don't know, eighteen hours yeah. a day. So it used to know, be so Mark's shop there, and then Seven Eleven where we go to get this coffee. This is right here, guys. Yeah, yeah, right the across the street. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah yep. But just past the hamburger joint or the taco place or whatever, and. So there'd be the 7-Eleven, we'd go get a coffee, and then there was a place called, the, what is it, Video Time Pizza? Yeah, on the end. So you could rent VHS tapes and get a pizza. Yeah, that's the same cool place. Yeah. This just talks about how long ago this yeah. was. And we'd eat pizza, and then we'd get bored and start crank calling people. <laughs> like but other fishing buddies. Oh. No. Well, just random people. We, we, no, no, no. We would randomly call customers. <laughs> we'd randomly call. You got you to do the voice. <laughs> 
can't do, you can do it. What voice is it? This guy's going to giggle like a girl because <laughs> he can't. He won't be able to get this once is, we okay. start. This is like so, this, uh, oh, when Matt started Turner, talking about right. shit in his pants. So, so, oh. so, so Mark <laughs> used to call his customers and he got off his, you know, his list of customers and he would pretend to be a representative of the starving children of Medilla. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 do that I, call. I can't even Come do on. it. You're putting him on the spot, Eric. I forgot how to do that. I know. I I should have done that. The starving kids of of the Cambodia. Just give us. I don't want to get racist. You're being like. Just give us us some example of it. Eric's favorite thing is to get racist. Oh, I know. He's (laughs) German dude. Yeah, I'm genetically predisposed to do it. Come on, Mark. Give us something. Give us something. I can't. Come on. I forgot. You know how to do. I'm out of practice so anyway, so i can do a horrible interpretation of it no, let's hear hold on let's hear eric's interpretation okay, I, of it. i'm not he, 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 he can't no, do no, it he'll ruin I just it want, okay, but, so but ahead, i want to hear him try on, give us no, but i can't you know, know, I, like, I actually don't remember eric okay. show us how it so would he'd be like hello i'm calling from the yeah you sound like a german i'm gonna go into front of your family we are we are auditioning for crystal doc I was no part of that. No. <laughs> but anyway, he would call his customers and pretend to be a missionary collecting for these starving children in Manila and give them their address to them over the phone and tell them he was on their w- on the way to pick up the money that <laughs> oh <laughs> they had supposedly pledged. And would they trip out like the customers would oh, be like? Yeah, they would be freaking out like, what the hell? <laughs> it was. And you guys was- got to remember, this is like. We're older, so like I'm not as old as these guys, you know. But no. we're, <laughs> you know, thing. 40, 40 and over. We didn't have, well, there, there the, was no caller ID, all this shit, no social you, media. We you, were, yeah. I remember when Star Sixty Nine came out, and you could fucking see who oh, prank yeah, called yeah, you. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. I think this was before that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so th- what, yeah, what I'm yeah. saying is like we still had is, dial phones. <laughs> I guess it was shit like like uh, if Jerky Boys, you guys remember? <laughs> oh, that was, like, the Jerky, Jerky Boys, Boys were a huge thing, and that kind of motivated. Them. Yeah, exactly. We yeah, would also call, listen to them all the time. We'd you know? also call t- to Turners and ask for left-handed landing nets or one-legged waiters. <laughs> would people look for them? <laughs> the best one was, I remember we were. I don't. It was like in the afternoon. And we called up, I had him call oh, up 26th, 22nd Street Landing. And I don't know if you talked to um, one of the Peters. I name? don't remember. I, was in yeah. the office. <laughs> He's like, he, he'd act like he was deaf and mute. And they had the, you know, the. The phone system the where phone, you can press buttons. Oh, <laughs> my God. Are He's you a, serious? He's a, like, he'd be like, hello. <laughs> one time done that. Well, what time does the half day boat leave? And then they're all, oh, it leaves at 12 o'clock. Mm, I cannot hear you. <laughs> please press <laughs> one or two. Please press one or two. <laughs> what the fuck? You guys are fucking horrible, oh, dude. dude we were, that was, we had nothing to do. We were, we were feral cats back then. <laughs> but so, but you, the thing is, is you can't remember, like, you, you running a, a tackle shop. Like I had, I had a skate shop at <laughs> yeah. at a ni- nineteen. I had a skate shop. Yeah, had that work out for you. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> now I look at my son. I just showed Joe a picture of my son. What he came home like at twenty almost, and I'm like, yeah. he's a fucking idiot. Kids are, <laughs> you know, now, kid, kids are fucking veal nowadays. Dude, you know, it's, shit it's like yeah. so at the time. They can't like, stand up on the road. No, and so for now, for you, for at the time, it's like that's a huge deal. Like to be twenty two. <sighs> Uh, start a tackle shop. Have the drive to do it. What What about the drive? Like, how did you? God, you know what I'm saying. Oh, I had no. So, uh, yeah, we're getting off topic. 
So I want to share. One, I want to share one last fucking little tidbit here, which was fantastic. Back before they had cell phones, the sport boat captains used to call the landing over the VHF and give their fish report. Like nine seven sixteen. Yeah. yeah. So they called their landing and they said, so, you know, "Okay, we got this is Bruce on the sport game. We got six yellowtail, thirty eight calico bass, blah blah blah." So we'd be out fishing and we would know about what time they're gonna call. And we would call the landing ahead of time. We were closer to the landing than they were with the VHF. You're closer. They can't talk over you. And we're like, yeah, we got like nine bluefin tuna, 187 albacore. And Bruce would be like, you fucking asshole, this is a Yeah. So you guys would fuck up the whole thing. Oh, yeah, we'd pick up everybody's fucking Oh, like, nonstop. Yeah. Oh, we're, just, we're just loose cannons back then. And, you know, one of the nice things about performance back in those days when, we were, when you were still over at uh, the previous location is that it was kind of the young guys hangout. Yeah. Where all the young fishermen who were good fishermen in this area hung out. Because there was... Can you name some... You guys remember some of the guys at the time that were coming in? Yeah, oh yeah. Big big names. Eric Landiswine, Mark (laughs) Higashi. No, I mean, all the sport boat operators would come in. Yeah, you know, all the industry guys. It's still the same way today. We get a lot of those guys coming in, you know? Um, you know, if I did not get all my fishing tackle for free these days, I would still come here. <laughs> it's true. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is where I would shop. <laughs> oh, Must be nice, this huh? This guy. Pro staff instead of pro staff. Exactly. <laughs> oh, back in the day, he he used to talk so much shit on guys like him now. Yeah, so basically. <laughs> he still he's, does, he, but he, I see He's it, reversed. Yeah. I see him yep. slut around yep. a lot. So, well, he, changed, in, he changed tremendously in the yeah, last yeah. three years. The industry he's like, I fucking hate everyone. Yeah. I'll never represent shit. And I see him. Hi, I'm good, Eric like from Bloody Dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my videos. I'm going to suck all the dicks. <laughs> yeah, hey. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, but yeah, it's uh, we came a long way as far as that goes. But let's talk about those first years at Performance Mark. Yeah, uh, the first he was, he was so he his whole thing was custom rods. And if you saw a rod with a performance fade on it or whatever your little yeah. what was your was, custom thing at the time? Uh, well, I mean, like, as like, far no, as no, he said fade. Like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, was, actually, that. that there was a rap that Mark did that if you saw a rod anywhere on a sport yeah. boat, you knew it yeah. came from performance. And what yeah. was that rap? It's like time. a little fade at the bottom, which I didn't. I didn't invent. It was actual Joe uh, Joel Yamasaki used to rap for West Coast Tackle. Okay, he stopped, and I became the the new rod rapper. And he used to do a fade, and I just kind of simplified it so that was kind of the same for every rod, different colors, but mm-hmm. it was a uh, kind of like formatted, you know. So you know, it, it basically stamped. Um, the shop, so people like you said, Eric. Eric said you'd see the rod melt. That's from Performance Tackle, and we and, still do it today. And the, and the guys that were fishing those rods at the time were the boys. And you could you do, you don't even need to know a guy at all and be on a sport boat, and the guy's got a performance rod. And you're like, you're a friend of mine. <laughs> and uh, you know, then when there was extraordinary, I was thinking about Oscar Watt. Oh yeah, right. who used to have his. Gold internationals re-anodized in different colors yep. and had Mr. a Gucci. Yeah, that must dude. He had a good, he had a Gucci yeah, wrap right? tackle box. Yep. And um, he used to chrome plate his hooks. Yeah. Or something. Oh yeah. Gold plate. Gold plate. He used to gold plate yeah. his. He used, to, he used to gold plate yeah. his newels, all the rings. He was really into it. He yeah. Like totally like. It was you know, an outfit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, I mean, he had the first colored Tiburons. Like when uh, what was it? Casey Lee Pro, I think was the first yeah, kind of. 
then it was Tiburon, and then it was Accurate. But he had he and he had his own all the internationals. He would have custom anodized. No way. Back in the day. Yeah. And that's you know? uh, that's you know it, it was he was like an exception. He's an oddball. It's stuck out of yeah. my brain. But we had a lot of really good guys that uh, were a part of this group of people. And we used to fish a lot on sport boats back yep. then. Yeah. yeah. Or on yeah. long range trips. <clears throat> long range trips. Did yep. you, at the time, were you doing freshwater as much or not as much as more I salt? Did, I didn't start to, well, so I opened the shop in 94. And I started to get into, uh, like, bass fishing. I mean, I've done it all my life, but tournaments like ABA, Angler's Choice, Juan Bass. Um, what else? What other? I'm trying to think. I think that there was, like, one more I can't remember. <clears throat> started that like 97 okay <clears throat> and um you know because i wanted to just try something different you know and fishing with different guys the uribis or uribi junior uribi senior um locally and then uh bruno's uh, manny uh, bruno's senior and junior kind of did like all those tournaments it was a lot of fun i learned a lot and um you know it was just different than saltwater fishing you were fishing the abas a lot then. yeah aba well. okay. one bass oh, english nice. choice um what was your best finish as far as back then, like one bass, were you winning? Uh, you know, I can't remember. Some we won, yeah. you know, um, where we're, you know, sometimes we didn't do so good, you know, but yeah. I mean, uh, we were, we always did fairly good. Most of the time we fished, it seemed like we kept, we caught a check, <clears throat> you know, so we was Eric know. shitting on you at this time because you're fishing freshwater. No. Well, you know, I'm going to say is that, uh, <laughs> that was the time of Mark's, uh, in my friendship where he shit on us constantly because we'd go and fish a bass tournament or something. He's like, <laughs> why are you not using a left-handed reel to flip the brake wall so you don't have to change hands with that shit? And I'm like, you know, he's like, why didn't well, you try not, this? You were fishing him in 97, 2000? No, was it, was no he, we, that's I, he was later. fishing saltwater. Sorry. No, the, but, the, yeah, the bass yeah, Mark tournament. and I started fishing. With our first tournament you and I fished was probably God. early 90s, right? Yeah. Was it a Western Outdoor News tournament? Uh, I remember the that one that we were, did the All Coast one, and then we did uh, we did a Western Outdoor Ray one. Yeah, we did like three or four. Yeah, yeah, and we did <clears> well. <throat> you know, so so this is what year? Let's kind of get a staple to the year because I don't know. People I love hearing ninety five. Okay. I remember I have a trophy from one that I think is from ninety five. And this is Calico or is it Calicos? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. so the first tournament Mark and I fished together was at uh, at Santa Cruz Island. Yep. And you want to tell that story? So, Mister. <laughs> Landis find over here he's obviously become a much better tournament angler but because of his sport boat history it was like the deal on the sport boats was the wham fishy and the 8 and 10 and 12 pound you know and you know I, I luckily I was able to fish with Jack Soul you know mm -hmm. a lot fishing you know boiler fish bigger gear heavier stuff I've always been a kind of like a tackle tech guy so you know knowing what tools to use <clears throat> and um, so I go, Eric, let's let's go fish up there, you know. I was like, okay. He's like, brings this wham fishy rod. I'm like, dude, that's too light. He's like, oh no, I'll catch him on that. Like, like, okay, Mr. Sportboat guy, this is not <laughs> we're not fishing in open water. There's like rocks and you're gonna throw it into the rocks and you're gonna hook a fish. And it may not be that big, it's gonna tool you. I was like, oh no, I got it. <laughs> And then uh, and he made me leave it home. Yeah, yeah. I did because it would have got us in trouble. Well, I, and then and I, then and then from there, I mean, he's not stupid. Yeah, I he would picked like, up really quick. Yeah, I would like to say in Mark's behalf here that uh, Matt and I won two tournaments, two of the three or four tournaments that were held by the SWBA out of Santa Barbara. No way. One at Santa Cruz Island where we had twenty-seven pounds fishing a 
freaking ML crankbait rod and 15 pound <laughs> and did exactly what Mark told me not to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> just throw that out there. You know, well, I, I mean, I you're, would, just, you're we, just happy to do yeah, wrong. Hey, we got third place with the bigger, with the bigger rod. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. so the funny part about that was this was a tournament that had both calico bass and halibut categories. Oh, and uh, yeah. for some reason, when we weighed in, they, oh, weighed, they put that, yeah. our weight under halibut. Halibut. Because remember, we weighed our I was like, we had the? like 22 pounds or something. And they're like, third place is 18 was, pounds, no. Benny Florentino no, and Jack, Jack Soul. <laughs> and we're like, we got. And we're like, sorry, guys. So they're like, okay. So they picks it. And Benny and Jack are waiting in the fucking truck waiting to drive home. <laughs> so we're knocking on the window. Hey. We need that check in those yeah. trophies. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the highlights of my tournament career right there. I remember that. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? You know? And, and what then, did you guys have? I'm sorry. 20-something. 20, 20, yeah. 20, oh, 20, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That, was, yeah. that was a fun. Good. And what were yeah. you guys at the time? What was the ticket? <clears throat> Swim baits. Swim baits. Swim baits. Yeah. I mean. Stout line, shad head. <laughs> yeah. Heavier so line. T- tell, the, tell the Cal story. That was oh, that same God. tournament. So, so it, was, it was actually a. Uh, Three three people to a team, and my buddy Cal worked on the qualifier one oh five for for however long. Yeah, Cal Link. He's, Cal Link. He lives nearby here now. No, mm-hmm. he moved to Idaho. Oh, did he? Family. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere. I saw him at the yeah. supermarket like three or four oh, years ago. Really? Well, yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I don't even have so, your number in my phone. So I remember that morning. Remember, it was pretty shit box so, getting out of the harbor because it's yeah. out. Of, it was out of. Uh, what's the Ventura? Yeah, not yeah. Or Santa Barbara or Ventura? No, Harbor Village. Harbor yeah, Village, not Cisco's, so, Harbor Village. So I need to back this up here. So we went up the day before to pre-fish, and we got a hotel room up there. And we fished all day, and then we came back, and we got, like, pizza. And we ate some pizza, and Cal got, like, three pizzas and, like, a 24-pack of fucking <laughs> Amstel Light or something. Oh, I don't even know what it was. Dude, he could drink. Yeah. 24-pack was like a bottle of water to most yeah. people. So anyway, that, that, so the next morning, <laughs> now we're heading out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's rough as shit, you know. So the way the the harbor entrance is, you have the breakwater, and then you parallel the beach to go out. Well, there's sets coming in, so you're like, oh shit, bad sign, because it's usually like, is that fog? No, it's just spray from the breakwater. We're like, all right, we gotta wait between sets. So we wait. We're like, all right, we're gonna go for it. And we're just, and it's like, it's like what. Two foot, three foot at like one second. Yeah, it and was it's horrible. Like, bam! It's so the worst. Bam! On March boat dark, time, it was just horrible. It's just yeah. fuck. It would have been horrible for any fucking yeah. boat. <clears throat> so we get it's gray light. You know, we get outside where it's deeper, and we're running and running. It's like okay, now we can see. And fucking Cal's like, dude, I need to take a shit. I'm like, oh fuck, dude, it's a tournament. What do you mean? I thought you took a shit before we left. Ah, oh, it'll be quick. Okay, fuck. So we're sitting there, right? He goes to the bow of the boat. Right, and I'm like, I think I had it in gear. I'm kind of going to yeah. the bow of the boat. Yeah, he's got Usually a bucket. People, he's got a, he's got a okay. bucket. He yeah, wants yeah, to move. Yeah, he's got right. the casting platform. Yeah, right. yeah. So, so, so he's so, gonna look at you guys while he's shitting. Yeah, the ball. he don't give a fuck. <laughs> so he, he starts taking a shit, and we're like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> I was like, what the? F-? I'm like, cow. Didn't you put water on it? He's like, hold on, I'm working on. It. He's yeah. like. And I can see uh, he starts the, peeing. I'm like, there the, it goes. He's I'm in like, the sun, oh and you can my. see a tail growing out. <laughs> Mark and I almost fucking died. <laughs> I'm working on it. I was coughing so hard. But that kind of set the tone for yeah. the tournament. <laughs> but we ended up uh, getting third place, which was great. Yeah, that so, was fun. And that then we had fun. another tournament. Uh, 
So there used to be these clubs they would have tournaments. There was a Marino Ang- Ray Angler yeah. club or whatever. So you had a tournament at a Marino Del Rey, go wherever you want. <coughs> and you have to weigh in in Marino Del Rey. It's in like July or August. So there had been really good bait. And you could also bring bait if you want that. Yeah, bait. on this. Yeah. 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 So we run down to Long Beach Wall and go to the receiver and get some sardines. And we're also fishing order pit, you know, the six inch big hammers, whatever. Yep. And I had a. What, a nine and three quarter? It was yeah, nine and three quarter. Are you serious? Yeah. No. Yeah. Sandbags yeah. or Calico? Calico. Oh, was it Calico? No way. Oh, shit. And it yeah. and didn't even fight. In the middle <laughs> of the fucking day, he nailed him. Like, is that a black sea bass? I'm like, dang, that's a big cow. I remember that? that cast. You were like, so we had, it was me, you, and Ryan Carino. Right. After Arn Searing stopped running in the mm-hmm. boat and got a longshoreman job, mm-hmm. Ryan worked and he became, and he The fished, captain of the center cow. So, captain yeah. of the, so we're fishing sardines and. I got on that bike because I remember a customer mentioned me like, hey, there's a big south, like they're eating the sardine. Like, okay. And I think, um, I go, let's, let's go fish it because there's a tournament coming up, right? Yep. I don't, I think we, I don't know if we pre-fished it a couple times. I remember I fished it once. It was pretty good. And I took you guys out. Yeah, it wasn't with me. So we, we <coughs> went on tournament day only. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it, it was been a bit pretty good. So it was straight. True line D8. Yeah. 60 pound. Yeah. And what with the sardines. And, and then, like and a Yeltel special. I had like my heavy ass uh, Grabbite USA bass yep. rod with the swim bait. And, and, and our I, two swim bait fish, I got the two swim bait fish like nine three quarters and six something. Yeah. Damn. And then we got so three fucking more. Good. And it's, so the, well, it was, it the was, nine three quarter I got, I'm casting the wall and not getting shit. And I, you know, it's back during the modern days, 25 pound mono. So I bomb a cast out. Parallel, parallel to the, the wall. wall to clear my backlash and burn it back in nine and three quarter. Yeah, and, and it uh, didn't really even pull. He's no. just pulling on. It's like, oh, and shit. And then, um, <clears throat> so they had a live release format there. And we went from, what, 65-degree water at the wall to 78-degree water in the back of Marie Del Rey. Yeah, and, and our fish better. wouldn't swim. And <sighs> Benny and Jack went to Clementi, and they had like a 20-something. Our bag was like 30-something pounds. Oh, yeah, because oh, it was a huge bag. Yeah. It was, it was, Everything was like I think, I was, I, I, six, fall, seven our, pound yeah, average. Our, our smallest fish, I think, was about five pounds. Damn, and we had dude. up to nine and three quarters. And none of those fish lived in that warm water. They wouldn't swim away. So they're like floating and shit. So they disqualified us. They disqualified Benny and Jack. And then some oh, team that had like 12 dude. pounds won the fucking tournament. Are you fucking serious? No. It wasn't 12. And it, <laughs> but it was it yeah, just well because, yeah. And then I actually have a picture in front of Ryan Credo's mom's apartment with a big bucket full of cow's ass still sticking out. <laughs> how did, how did the nine pounder taste? Yeah, Mark ate it. I don't I know. I <laughs> No, I was so wide open. I think you What's, guys. Hey, was that I, the I think biggest fish you ever boat. ate? I think you guys. Oh, we went. My, so here's the crazy part. It was so that good. I we mean, were, we we went out that day and we were breaking fish off on the sardine. Okay. And we went out the next day and Ryan caught a bass that had the same owner hook in its mouth from the day no before. No way. Yeah. yeah. That tournament was crazy because he, he didn't tell you that we went through, like we probably had. 15 to 20 fish on the wall that were all five plus. I mean, it was, yeah, it, it was wide it was, open, all was, big ones. It was all yeah. big. It was pretty insane. I mean, it was it was good fishing. I think Damn. we probably Middle should, of the day. I mean, it was yeah. just ridiculous. It was, it was I mean, yeah. I so back getting, then, was it, we was it, was it like, wide open then or was it not? You know, like. No, it was not always wide it open. It was not, you no. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it wasn't. That, we were there you know at the right day yeah. at the right time. Okay. It lasted yeah. for a couple of weeks, though, because you did. remember yeah. you and yeah. you and Ryan go, can we remember use we the, got boat? the big Remember we got the big sea bass up there? I called it. What did I tell you? We did, That's <laughs> so, when we did the Western Outdoor News Tournament. Yeah. We didn't actually, I think that was, 
a couple weeks later. Yeah, so we, we went there and we're doing try, the same. Try to get that bite. Doing and, the same deal, and I get bit. I'm whining. I'm like, this feels like a short barracuda. It's not even fighting or anything. It's just coming right to the boat. And it came right to the boat, and it spun the prop and swung us off the trolley butter. It's like. Well, Mark, Mark has this giant. Salmon net on the boat. Shit about the yeah. salmon. Like, he had a big salmon net. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing that? He, he net like a 36 pound sea bass. Yeah, like, I'm no like, holes. for that, no <laughs> holes in it. We're weighing that yeah. thing live. And I think we didn't do too good, but no. I remember so those that's... sentiments you got to weigh. Well, they they just did it so we could get a weight okay. on it. But remember, yeah, we weren't allowed to weigh. I remember okay. fishing that that wall. And I was like, dude, you're gonna get it. One of us is getting a sea bass. I remember calling it because I was yeah. like, it was total sea bass conditions. And bye, see ya. And um, sure enough, it was at Calcutta, the CTE 300. Yeah, the that goal, was that the was a real first back then. reel. Yep. But remember, it was it locked oh, up and you on got, you. Yeah, you're that like, oh, real. What the, what the? That, that was what happened. The drag was I buttoned the drag down and it did it not give slick. an inch. And it basically so marks on the troller with a foot pedal. This is before a spot lock and shit. And I'm, I'm, at, the, the I'm at the back of the boat and it went around the boat. I couldn't get the rod out far enough, so it spun its propeller. I'm like, I'm gonna get broke off, and it did not. Luckily. Probably had an aluminum prop on that boat, but uh, it's dragging the boat backwards because the drag's completely locked. Yeah. yeah. That was crazy. We got it, though, in yeah. like a minute. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, dude. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. The you shit know? you guys got to fish back in the day, like even the gear was kind of just so much different than now, you know? Like, yeah, it's changed. Obviously. Big deal. Yeah. To, to, to a lot of people. It's... I'd rather fish today than I did <laughs> the way I fished today than the way I fished back then. But, but we don't have the fish, though. How about that's this? Yeah, that, that's the question. <laughs> the fishery. Your fishing, your fishery is not the same, though, as it yeah. was. I, I disagree with that. Really? Yeah. You think there's better calico fishing now than there was then? I think that the fishing hasn't changed, but our ability to target bigger fish has gotten more in our advantage. Why? You know, I've been fishing breweries my entire life. And, you know, fucking... I'm going to say my first trip to PB on a skip was probably 1987. Mm-hmm. I mean, how long is that? Fucking almost. 35 years? Yeah, almost 40 yeah. years, yeah. Dude, like, you know. And um, the chances of isolating and getting a bigger bite is better now than it's ever been. Why? And, Why, though? I think it's just experience for me as far as that goes. I don't think it's better for everybody. But, like, <clears throat> you know, Matt and I went out yesterday. We Jan- saw the video, yeah. January 9th, 57 degree water. We had boiling bass up for two hours. And, um, we, you know, I, I have not thrown a spinnerbait since I fished a spotty <clears throat> from Mission Bay probably eight years ago. <laughs> and I'm going through the garage. I'm like, oh, we got this big box from Blade Runner Tackle with all these spinners. Let me grab one in case we fish the wall. I might fish that. I'm like, screw it. I'm going to tie it on. I had 15 bass in that. That's great. And, yeah. um, some were sinking it out, some were burning <clears throat> on the surface, all this other stuff. But what it comes down to is not the fact that this bait is working. It's that, and I'm not tooting my own horn, or I don't think Mark would either, but, you know, you, you see it enough, you're like, oh, this means this, and you make that connection, and then you go and take advantage of it. Do you think that, like, a lot of the times, though, like, you go back to, like, what worked a long time ago? Because I feel like you see patterns and you go, like, you know, People aren't using spinner baits as much. Maybe I'm going to use them a little more now, or maybe I'm going to use uh, something else now that's going to work the same. I don't go that way. Mark can answer, but I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I haven't fished this bait in a long time. I used to like fishing. I like when you're like, <laughs> so that's what I want to do again, and I've done it multiple times. And I, we, I got, you know, I probably got, I probably got a hundred bites of the 15 fish I caught, and it was not very effective, but I had a good time doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. 
I'm sure you you see it differently as a tackle shop owner. Uh, you see you know, like I'm, patterns guess, with uh, baits what people buy. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just conditions more or less. Our oceans changed a lot since the last El Nino. It's like we've been stuck in this weird warmer than normal water. I mean, you're up at PV. Why is the water temperature this time of year 57? It's kind of warm. Yeah, it really is. It would normally it's, be like 53. Yeah. Yep. And, and two, last year. When Sorry, we, baby girl. <laughs> when we had that dump in Mammoth, it oh, the, <laughs> the water yeah. dropped to like 49.9 yeah. and for a week. And then the sea bass and the halibut bit wide open. And years prior, eight years prior, we never had that. It's just been nonstop bluefin. I was up in Bodega Bay on December 10th and fishing with a buddy up there, crabbing. And I'm looking at his meter going... Okay, we're we're like an hour and a half above hour above Frisco. I'm like, why is the water temperature sixty one three? He goes, Oh, it's off a degree. Okay, sixty three. How normally he's like uh fifty? Yeah. In December? Like our oceans just doing different things. We have no idea why. People saying El Nino, Lani, whatever. It's being able to go out, recognize conditions, and adjust, right? You saw that. Hundred percent, yeah. You know, and, and that's just that's just that's local pa- it's knowledge. Called, yeah, it's yeah. What's called patterning fish. not to bite all these chill <clears throat> but um you know i know we're getting way off the track do you want to be on here no but, no no i'm this so, is, so what, wait, you know how it goes I, it goes all over the yeah, place so, so we'll yeah. probably go back to something else, we, we will, but i just had a question just, about let that let me just you know? say one thing really really quick here and we'll go back to progression of performance tackling and everything yeah. else um since we had the north pacific blob which the was that blob. high pressure mass that was in the uh, you know off alaska and all that shit all of the forecasting and modeling that the weather agencies use is incorrect. <laughs> oh, but, it's bad. Yeah. I look at my Doppler radar yeah. Yeah. and I look in the wintertime, you know, you you know, prior to eight years ago, you get a northwest low come down, it comes straight down the coast. Cold by October, the lakes. I mean, I was talking to Big Rob, fishies fishing pyramid. He's like, dude, I asked him at your can I crank it cost the the, the um the toy drive. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm like, what's the lake temperature? He's like 50. I think he said like 58, yeah. 59. I go, don't you think that's odd that we're in December and the air temperature is like 35? Well, that, like that's 50. like the, when we used to fish trout in the Sierras yeah. in the last week of the season, and it would always snow. No, yeah, it <laughs> doesn't happen. And and, and yeah. so I'm one of those guys. If you look at how big the ocean is, keeps all your lakes warm, and we've not had great bass fishing. Spawns are odd. I don't see grass anymore when it gets. There is no. Summer doesn't get really hot, and the winter doesn't get really cold. And that's yeah, uh, no PP. We can uh-oh. take a PP quick break. Little, oh, PP break. PP and come back. It's fine. We'll, we'll take, take a break. A, yeah, we'll take a little we'll, break. We'll hold that thought. Real nice, Eric. No, we'll wait. No, no, we'll no. wait. <laughs> just like your best friends, the tournament director for Belle Angling Club, you guys cheated. Cheater, you just yeah. well, <laughs> give him a hundred hey, bucks. No one man. saw him the whole day, and they uh, they won. I wait, okay. I <laughs> There you go, PP, and I'll go after you. Go PP. I'll go PP after you. I didn't think it was you, Dick, because it looked too big. <laughs> 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 oh fuck! That's what I didn't recognize him. They went right by us twice. I know. Well, I didn't know that was their boat. He yelled, and I'm like, he's like, hey, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, it was a different. I didn't look like yeah, a. a yeah, and I was like, "Who the fuck are these guys?" And it was them. It was when we were in the channel right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> You're so angry. He's always angry. So let's let's go back to the podcast now, and I'm going to tell you. So here's why I'm angry. Why are, <laughs> hold on. Okay, we're starting back up. Eric's angry. Let's ask him why are you angry, Eric? So, Mr. C- controversial. Yeah. So hey, here's the truth about it. You know, this, there's no way that in this conversation, this kind of stuff would come out. <clears throat> okay. There are these people in this sport who make it as if they're doing something magical and that's why they're better than we are. Okay. They're not. They get lucky. They figure out something that works for a finite amount of time. And Mark has done that multiple times. I've done that multiple times. I'm sure you have as well, Nick. I have I have a a a point. Now, I guess if you got to talk about rules and stuff, and if you don't want to talk about it, we won't, but Chad won a lot of fucking tournaments and say if it is sandbass i don't give a fuck what it is he did it he he figured it out even if he bent the rules whatever you want to say he did do it he figured it out and it worked so how can you deny even if you don't like that bait if you don't like that you know and i'll bleep out the name i'll be like hey that person you you know whatever you know i you know what i'm saying like so what do you think about that i have no comment because i have no idea what went on there you know, I, I don't know. He brought in big bags. Good for him. I brought in big bags. Good for Mark's you. Mark's brought in big bags. We all have. Um, I don't have any judgment about people who figure something out. I think that there is something to be said for people that win all the time against an equally matched field. It seems unlikely. That being said, Ben, I won three tournaments in a row. Had the shots to win five tournaments in a row, but also had the opportunity to win zero tournaments in a row based on what happened when we hooked those fish. Okay. So I I yeah, I, I give two <clears throat> shits about it. Go ahead, Mark. I don't got nothing to say. Okay. I'm just listening. How about this? As Eric, <laughs> I have another question for you. Who do you think the best calico team is in the last let's say let's say six years? I don't think there's any way to judge that. Okay, who's consistent? How about that? A very well, consistent Well, so team. Let, let me ask you this. Okay. So I was actually thinking about this after your buddy on a <clears> fish <throat> hole was talking about this $10,000 fish hole. If there was going to be a tournament that would determine. Yes. There you go. That's, yeah, yeah, the yeah. best Calico Bass fishing team. I would say it would have to be done in the situation where you have multiple tournaments over multiple months. And... It's not cumulative weight. It's cumulative points. Kind of like the angle of the year race. Mm-hmm. But let's say on, you know, July 3rd and 4th, you have a tournament, day one at Clementi, day two at Kathleen. Mm-hmm. The next weekend, you have one at Long Beach and at San Diego. Mm-hmm. All these points go together. Then you have one in Ventura, and then you have one at Channel Islands. So what all that would determine is who was the best team during that period. And I'll tell you what. I'm a hell of a calico bass fisherman. I am. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not denying it. I, I'm, you know, I'm really good at it. But I've had some horrible tournament finishes. Yeah. So it's not about who's good in general. It's who's good today. Pretty so much. I, and I, I guess what I'm saying by all that, it doesn't matter. You don't think it, the tournament really, it's a tournament. Has, uh, so, Nick, I, I've won at least two tournaments and should have won another one that I made a missed call and lot or got third place on that I had no business winning. It was just absolute luck. 
absolute luck. How much? How, how about this? How much of a percentage do you think luck is in calico fishing? Well, yeah, it's, uh, you know, if you go by the number of fish or a certain size of fish or your consistency, that is not luck. If you go, you know, it, my dearly departed grandmother always mm. says the dumbest farmer to grow the biggest potatoes. Yeah, and a lot of the big fish we've gotten has not been due to us being experts at any one island or any other place, right? My thing doing going to freshwater tournaments, it's <clears throat> there are so many different things going on, and it's just I don't believe in luck. Luck is you, they check your boat, there's no fish in it, you run out to the spot, you catch nothing, and then magically you open the live well and there's five giant fish in your live well that's luck like what the hell i didn't where did they come from yeah that's luck it's always yeah. timing i guess what you're saying <laughs> that you're right about that yeah it's timing right he says we shouldn't have won it well they did so you can't say that he he happened to pull up at the right spot maybe with the completely wrong bait but they decided to eat it it could have been somebody else but it was him that's how he won i mean i've been for i i don't i didn't ever do a lot of you know swba or jerry stuff but couldn't but hang for, but yeah, probably not. <laughs> did Joe um, beat you guys? Um, What's that? Did Joe beat you guys? I don't. Did Joe ever fish him? Did Joe? Did you beat Eric in the SBS? You know SWBA? Did you? So Nick. Nick, no. I don't, you know, so here's the deal. If I don't win, I don't give a shit. I mean, that's really. <laughs> I just care yeah. about beating. Like, I beat Gary Ridge. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't or I beat Bobby Martinez. I don't, I you know, hey, about. I don't give you the first loser, second loser. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, so, you know, get, let me. Get, let me get, to, getting back to that tournament okay. thing, it's it's like a it's like a snow globe. You shake it, and the pieces are going to fall wherever. It may be one guy's deal because he made the right move or something happened, you know. There is, there is you know, I, you know. You argue about who's the best calico bass fisherman. I mean, you just go to the internet webs. Look at all the tournaments. That's the bottom line. If you want to know, don't look at moving forward. Look at history, right? Everybody like freshwater. You can you can see who the who the best in in each region is because there's so many tournaments and that data is easily available. So So the best might be the guy to to me. The best guy is like. The guy that's been in the top five consistently, or it might be the guy you've never met before in your life because he's not on social media. No, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It does. If he's fishing a tournament, and their name pops up, and they're all that's you know, what I'm saying. It's like, just if you look data, at the right? tournament, it's like you see the top five, and you go like, "This guy's always in the top mm-hmm. five. Like, right? That's yeah. The well, dude, that's, that's what it comes know? down to. It's, you know, and, and again, the best calico bass fisherman is not necessarily the best. I'm sorry, the best calico bass tournament fisherman or yeah. any tournament it, fisherman is tournament. not necessarily the best tournament, the best overall angler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so, get you get some of the old sport boat captains. And, yeah, know, they go. They, I mean, they go fly Dodge, in a mackerel Dave and go Dodge get seventy had, pounds of calico yeah, bass. The, they probably had the biggest bag ever caught. And <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'll ever be matched. But, yeah, wow. and, and um, you so know. what it comes down for me is overall. So you know, let's take it outside of bass fishing and, and talk about marlin fishing. You know, I've been fishing the Master Angler Billfish Tournament with the uh, Balboa Angling Club for nine nine years, maybe ten years. Okay. Don't beat your chest, Eric. I'm not beating my chest, but you know what. <laughs> There's been so many times where we placed and not won. And we actually won it this last year. And I realized Yay. then and there, the only reason we won is because our fish didn't break the line while they were jumping. It, you know, we didn't hook more fish in previous tournaments. We didn't do shit different. Yeah. We just got lucky to fucking well, grab the leader on those things. You're consistently on the fish. It's just they didn't all get but away. You know time. what you're right about? Like, I, I agree with you 100%. That's like sword fishing to me. Okay. Yeah. If you catch 10 swordfish this year, does this make you like an expert? No. No. If you've caught 10 swordfish in five years, 
If you've caught 107 swordfish, does that make you an expert? No. It makes, it makes you better. It makes you somebody that's good at what you do. So Correct. here's the deal. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you want to get to the basis of well, who's the better angler, really, um, it's so nebulous that if you go to, you'd have to go to Mark Higashi out of the blue <laughs> and me? say, who's the best calico bass fisherman you know? And he'll probably say Jack Soul or somebody like that. And he's probably right because Jack has seen more than yeah, I've seen I get what you're saying. hundred times over. But I feel okay, Calico Bass, but a tournament angler is a different story. Yeah, kind of separate. It's a separate of Calico Bass. Yeah, because fishing as a whole, that or day tournament you might be able calico to pull bass. together whatever bag that is for Calico, and that's what I'm kind of getting at. Is that can you can you pattern it like a, well, the problem, like a freshwater guy could. You, you know yeah, what I'm saying? You, you absolutely could. But the problem with tournaments the way they are today for saltwater bass. They don't base it around anything other than the fucking schedule. So these tournaments are not held at good times for fishing. They're held at times where somebody can catch a big sand bass dragging something on the bottom somewhere. And prior to, and I was a big Navionics guy when I worked for them. I no longer work for them. I'm associated with CMAP now through Simrad. It's basically the same thing. I'm not... This is not a paid promotion, unlike shameless previous times. Plug. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a shameless yeah. plug, though. Well, no, I'll tell you what. No, no, guess what? It's the same thing, guys. So, you got to no, buy okay, it. So, you hey, can look at my link no, in my no, bio. No, I'm not, do I do that at all now? Do you ever see that? No. <laughs> For the so, discount code below. No, so basically, Peter, Eric yeah. Land is fine. <laughs> right. Suck my dick. So let's 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 talk about that for a moment. That's okay. That's okay. I'm just no. It's fine. This is how people in the industry make money. <clears throat> I agree 100%. So, I own a damn tackle store. How do you think? I mean, yeah. Well, so, so We're just giving you shit. Yeah, so Continue. About I get it. Your, I got you more. Know. Like, you're going down a path that I really wanted. I want questions. to. Yeah, so basically. Like, about loyalty, about right. all kinds yeah. of shit, man. So, I, I have I have, deep. I have sponsorships that are family-oriented sponsorships, friendship-oriented sponsorships. And I have people that call me up and say, hey, we want you to be a rep for Navionics. Okay. And this one, the Navionics was not owned by Garmin. Okay. And they said, hey, you're going to meet with so-and-so who lives back east and, you know, 15 other pros that you would do. And you're going to get X amount of dollars a year. And this is what we want you to do. Mm -hmm. We want you to promote the product, inform people about it. We're two trade shows. Give these. Uh, I used to do the uh, uh, Yeah, online. I remember watching the online Yeah, ones. and yeah, I, I did my best to make them informative to people. Yeah. But that was part of my contractual obligation with that company to get paid. And I got paid for it. Mm-hmm. And then once that they got bit up, bought up by Garmin, that went away. And I've been paid by multiple tackle companies. I'm not going to talk about the names of them over the years here. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share something real quick here. I told Mark when Matt and I started fishing the SWV, I said, hey, buddy, he want to sponsor us? He's like, I'm not sponsoring him. I'm like, hey, train's leaving the station. It costs a lot more to slow us down down the line there. Yeah. This, this dirty slut went to save on yeah. like a whore. Yeah. No. But anyway, so hey, um, I, I don't make me famous, make me yeah. rich, bro. Yeah. But anyway, so um, while I was working for those companies, you do what they want you to do. You have your wrap. You have these other obligations. That, you know, it's it's a checklist. You do this. You yeah, do this. Of you course. do this. Uh, Bass Jesus over there can tell you the same thing. <laughs> um, but what happened is once I got out of that, I was like. Did the financial compensation warrant the amount of effort I had to pull it in versus me just working my normal job or writing an article or doing a video for the outdoors or something like that? Go, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's not that important to me. So I'm like, yeah, that's fine. We can go away. 
But there are, for people who are, and it you know, sucks to talk about, influencers, which I don't really consider myself an influencer, except <laughs> some 300-pound fat the old influencer. guy. But yeah, under the influencer, I'm drinking a little bit of uh, Vegas Parker. But, under um, the influencer. I like that one. <laughs> I have enough reach of people who trust me because I don't give them a bunch of BS that they buy products that I recommend. And that's where I'm talking. That's the next question is like, Having enough, uh, not loyalty, but like more like, uh, you don't want to believability. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like how much is that playing? Do you like sometimes where you're like, you might've fished a product where you're like, shit, I never do that. So basically you know what, what, what happens is you know, I just did a, a video for BD outdoors about uh, Baycast reels and choosing the right one. And you and use I, pen. And I, I talk about pen. I fished fathoms and, uh, I used to fish the Rebo inshores. But I also say that you don't need that. You can get whatever you want. It you say that in the video. I do say okay, it in the video. Cool. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. My compensation from pure fishing is not worth my integrity. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, keeping your integrity is like, a, like, to me, it's like, okay, I... I'm not sponsored by Phoenix anymore, but I don't want to like just jump on another. To me, I'd rather go like, okay, I'm going to get custom rods built by performance because that's who I fuck with. So I'd rather just get custom rods if I'm going to get one and do it that way than be like, guess what, guys? I'm at a new fucking rod cut. So I I, I have to to chime in here about that because I wasn't clear about it. Um, I only fish products I believe in and know about. And I started fishing pure fishing products, which was the – Revo inshores because my friend Jimmy Decker turned me on to one. I'm like, that son of a. This bitch. is great, and I bought <laughs> I bought some, and um, <clears throat> I I get an opportunity to give input to the company about what do you like about this reel, what problems are you having. I mean, I sent the first year of fathoms, I sent a bunch of them back to the company. I, I'm like, hey, Revo inshore, like Jimmy gave me one at the 50th episode. Yeah, he's like, this is for you. Right, I still use. Right, that thing's a fucking battle, like. So the only ones I've like, yeah. had problems with when I accidentally dropped the rod over the side in salt water and grabbed it back. And then I never surfaced reels. I mean, I fished reels for four or five years. And me fishing a reel for four or five years you is the that. average person fishing a reel for their entire lifetime. Yeah. And I just throw them away or give them to a friend and move on to the next reel. But mm-hmm. um, I would not have joined up with pure fishing had I not already believed in the product. Yeah. And that's one of the problems that uh, a lot of guys do. They're like, they're looking for, oh, who can I associate myself with and get some advantage? But here. even you're feeling the influencer thing yourself as a, as a, uh, you, you make content, you've made content for a long time. You either wrote for BD or you make videos. So it's like hard to go like an influencer could get more than you. And it might be someone that's here on working somewhere on a sport boat I'll give a fuck. or whatever. <laughs> But it's <laughs> so but let, you get let, like does, but he doesn't. Here's the co-host talking. This is the co-host talking the whole thing here. Co-host. Yeah, but I'm I want to. I want to tell you that um, I don't do any of the writing or videos that I do to get free product. Mm-hmm. I really don't even do it for the money that I earn. And while it's a significant amount of my income, it's not. If it went away, I could find another source of income i'm you know so i want to talk a little bit i'm gonna go really deep here mark i'm sorry mark's a great example of it so mark was a guy who wrapped rods on consignment for a company and Mm -hmm. that company went out of business Mm -hmm. and he said let me start a store back me i'll do it 
30 years later, he's still here. Yeah. Think about how many businesses 30 years later are still here. Dude. A tiny percentage. Right. So what it came to me was that I had a job I didn't like, a lifestyle that I'd... What did you do at the time? I worked in the printing industry and advertising industry. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I, I did it for 20-plus years. So, ba- no, basically, I went to trade school instead of high school and immediately started Same. in the printing industry <clears throat> at, at, at 18. And um, by 35, I'm managing a printing Print company that had got 200 people working for me and stuff. And I hated it. I worked in (laughs) advertising for a while. I did all the print production for uh, uh, Toyota. I wrapped a goddamn Luxor Pyramid in a Tacoma breaking out of it one time during the (laughs) auto show out there. Uh, Later, I... uh, did the printing for all the Coles catalogs and TV novellas, soap opera, Mexican soap opera magazine out of Miami. Novellas. Yeah. Novellas. Yeah. Uh, we also did Sports Illustrated, People Magazine, all that stuff out of the same Playboy. Day. No. <laughs> yeah, that. what's the other one? But, what's uh, the one for fuck girls? Playgirl? Yeah, oh, no. I'm sure you knew yeah. it right off the bat. <laughs> hey, that's about what Max loaded. Max Watch must have had that okay, one. I'm huh? going to share something with you guys here. Playgirl. So I, I just got these new pants from AFCO. They're Wonderful, I'm wearing they're now. Playboy, they're playboy, playgirl no, looking they're, pants. They're, you got your dick they're hanging called out. Honcho. <laughs> Matt recommended me Honcho pants. <laughs> this is fantastic. I'm like, you know, it was a hardcore gay porn magazine back in the 80s, right? Honcho. <laughs> How would we didn't know that? Yeah, well, we market. We everyone here just found out. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Okay, Honcho. We're gonna call you Honcho for now on. But anyway, Eric so. Honcho landed fine. <laughs> He'll pull his dick out during a podcast. Yeah, anyway, I would never do that. But um, so what happened is I had a career doing stuff, I, you know hated doing and made good money doing but um i looked at guys like mark and you know i never talked to him about it but he's a guy that's like this guy's doing exactly what he wants to do let me figure out what i want to do and i walked away from the end of the you know managing a catholic church and uh before i started doing it i started writing and i said you know i get one article and i'm like how can i get another article for pacifica sport fishing magazine at the time i said i can offer the best possible article that they would ever expect do you have a writing degree or anything or you just i went to fucking high school and then tech school (laughs) yeah no i don't have a shit i'm a math guy yeah so anyway um throughout that i'm like how can i improve my photography how can i improve all this other stuff and then when i'm like okay so i got it going and start getting national mag international mag sport fishing i got the cover of fucking sport fishing magazine for an article it's a big deal yeah i'll tell you what i was 14 years old and went to Germany for a month with my family and we stopped at the, in the airport at the goddamn newsstand. I bought Sport Fishing Magazine and what, freaking 20 years later, I have the cover article in that thing. It's a big deal, dude. It that's was. Like, and for, you know, for, that's like for basketball or baseball like Sports Illustrated. Yeah, that is the highest you know, like, yeah. level like that the, I could yeah. ever envision. The fishing circle of life. Yes, yep. fishing circle And now, I, now I'm doing 100 articles a year between online and print and all these other things and the whole time, like, how can I do it better? What camera gear can I invest in? I got drones. I crashed three drones into the ocean. Have you to learn. really? Oh, yeah. Trying Gone. to learn how to fly. I had the drones when we used to have to put a GoPro on the DJI, DJI <laughs> drone and still crash those into the ocean. Have you, have you, how many have you lost? Three. You've lost three. Yeah. In the- <laughs> Dude, fuck that. Good times. 
They ain't cheap either. The year before Sport Fishing <laughs> Magazine stopped printing and went to online, mm-hmm. I was going to charter a helicopter to fly me around to take take photos because those photos were worth so much at the time. Oh, a two-page spread in Sport Fishing Magazine photo was $2,000. Wow, that's great. Yeah, so the, you write for them. That's head and shoulders above anything else. And, I mean, this 100000 100, uh, whatever their yeah. uh, distribution is. But like Tide Magazine, which I write for through the CCA, they have 120,000 copies they print every Well, Billy Big Dick's fucking magazine does pretty good, right? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so... You know who Billy Big Dick is? Yeah, it's Bill, Bill Dupree. Oh, yeah. that's his name. He's going to get mad when I say that. But so I went to... A, when I was at BD Outdoors, like, you, you need to start doing on uh, video. So I you can watch my early videos. They're on there, and they're horrible. You got a green screen now. He's fucking like a freaking GoPro. You need to smile a little bit. Well, what I did was I invested. (laughs) I did a lot of research, and I had to buy a better camera, and I had to buy a green screen and get studio lighting, and I had to figure out how to do it in 4K and had a you know I had to buy a new computer. So I probably invested six thousand dollars of money that I was not getting paid for the simple fact that I wanted to produce the best product possible i know exactly how yeah. you feel and that's exactly what you're, how and you feel, buddy. Man, that, <laughs> that's why you're successful that's why mark I'm was successful not back successful in the day. on the podcast well, tell you what, no <laughs> i do it because i love it now so, that's why you know, okay I, so I it's it. not about yeah. financial success yeah. it's about being at the top of your field doing what you're doing i guess and you could say you know <laughs> there's a lot of guys doing shitty video and stuff like that and you know i'm not a great model and i Huff and puff, and I was. We love it. We I love laughing, it. So I was laughing. We can relate to it. That's so was, the biggest was, thing yeah. you can relate to so something. Relatability like, is a big thing. But yes. I was, I was talking to uh, Nick and Mark about this before we came on the show. Was that I tend to mouth breathe, and I've gone through a myriad of microphones and stuff. But I, my, I have a deviated septum, and I breathe hard. And during the summer, when it's hot in my garage where my studio is, I'm like, I apologize, but I'm sweating because I'm just in 4K. <laughs> I'm just pouring sweat. And then I I sound like I'm breathing hard, and people are like, you, just go, you know, we love you, but you should probably go get an EKG because you might be dying. I'm like, I just had an EKG in the fun. I actually just came back from my personal trainer and exercised like an hour. I'm good. Yeah, I'm sorry I can't breathe through my nose. Yeah. <laughs> You need to get a split system in that garage. It's cheap. Yeah, well, I, I did mean, it. I, I've I, done it. I've done I've two looked, of them so I, well, far. I've looked into the whole thing, and I have to split the garage in half to make the studio. And I have other things I want to do first. I want to get dude. It's six, probably like six hundred bucks. I put it in my. Side. I understand that, but I have no insulation. I have an open attic. Dude, for a thousand bucks, you can make everything happen. Maybe for a Mexican like you, but I. Rachel, we should block that out. So anyway, let's get back to the shop. No, so, Rachel. So what happened with Mark's shop is that uh, <laughs> at some Moving point along. They, they got Moving tired along. of us and wanted to move you out of there. Why'd you move here? Oh well, that the landlord was horrible. That's why. How long were you there for? Eight I want to say uh, twelve years. No way, that's a long yeah, time. Twelve years, and at the end of the lease, the guy tripled my rent. Just like, oh, here you go. Like, really? So, came across here and been here since October, uh, October, oh six. So the, the, the nice part about him coming over here is all of us came over with him because it was all our trucks and we <laughs> is like, everyone was helping <laughs> this is massive. I mean, that was like imagine going to a nail salon. That's how the yeah, old performance yeah. tackle was. Yeah. Small, jam-packed, yeah. little jam-packed. They had a ton of stuff, but it was um, small. 
Were you and you were building your name kind of off of rod building at the time as well, right? Yeah, I mean that was I kinda, like what your main deal was. Still, I mean it's still it's not you know we still retail more stuff, but it's the service. You know, it's a specialty item. You know, we got customers all over the United States world buying rods, so it just you know it's, it's something that's different. So let's talk about the rods a little bit more, Mark. You know, one of the things that I noticed when <laughs> Mark we get into a new fishery be it uh, Camp Trip in Loretto or fucking surf casting somewhere, <laughs> I'd come in here and Mark would have like, I built 47 new rods for this. <laughs> Not that many. Yeah. Not that many. But that, that well, progression. Tool, yeah, well, it's tools Mark, of the trade. Yeah, Mark you, would see stuff, even the big yellowfin down at Port of Art, yeah. all that stuff. He would see stuff, and he would see with the tackle they were using, and then say, yeah. And what was the thought process there? Explain that. It's basically, you know, tools of the trade. You know, you need the right tool for the right job, and every fish is different. So, you know, and every you got to go experience it, and then, you know, you have an assumption of how it's going to be. You go, you figure it out, and then you go, well, that was kind of okay. You know, luckily I'm not outside of the, the ball. I'm not bringing a trout rod to go fish Cabrilla, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> you experience and you make adjustments, you know, and then – you know, being a rod builder my whole life, it's it just it's pretty simple to take a blank and cut it, pull in it, put a reel on it, do this, do that, make adjustments so I can be successful. You know, and we did a lot of those Loretto trips. That yeah. was that was fun. So what I'm gonna say about Mark is he was one of the first people here to introduce Spectra fishing line for inshore fishing. Really? And general sport fishing here. So basically Spectra, the first time I encountered it was when Iser had someone I think Todd, Todd Phillips brought a spool into performance tackle and Larry Morris, like we could use this for rock fishing. Cause we could use a much smaller. Actually, reel. it goes before that. I remember at fisherman's hardware towards the end, <clears throat> it was uh Russ Izor had that Kevlar line. It used mm-hmm. to be yellow. And then it eventually turned into spectra fiber. I, I, um, I started using it in 96. No, it's earlier than that. I was, I was not, using I mean, it on for your salt, for not for salt water. Okay, I was using it on your recommendation as a jig stick line in '95. Was it '95? Because so I know say, I, I started during '98 on Neo. All I fished spec. Okay, so I can't remember, but I remember I started using it in freshwater bass tournaments. He talked too. me into it, yeah. And, and no um, one, no one even knew about it at that no. time. And it wasn't really Spectre. It was just like oddball. It was plans. Dyneema. It was, yeah, it was yeah. weird, whatever. But I, that's all I use now. I mean, so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And yeah. then they had something that was coated with like mono. Do you remember that? Well, spider wire. Came, I mean, spider wire was big in the day, and just so. All the, that but stuff. the specter was coated with a mono thing back then. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I got, I got a wall. rod question too. Um, the uh, down wrap or acid wrap, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. When did that kind of come out, and how did you that, adapt that? That so that was from. Um, I remember seeing it. They they use it in those downrigger rods on the Great Lakes for trout. Mm-hmm. And then um, another thing was Greg Vela in Japan was selling the the Whitmer down wrap over there as a marketing thing. You know, that's where he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something here. <laughs> no, well, well, let me, let so, me finish with so, him before okay. you start. So, yeah, there's a lot. I, I more think there's certain names. Or, yeah. A swim bait. Uh, and, and, the big bait stuff, that's what people kind of would like to know because your name's been brought up about that. Oh, about and, and I, I saw way. it, and so I knew it's it's actually been around a long time. They also had, um, there was another, I can't 
can't remember who else. I, I didn't invent it by any means. Yeah, no, no, I, I, simplified it. Spiral, spiral I, I, I simplified it. Yeah. You kind of bring it on. Uh, people saw it for a lot of where people. I, where I really used it when, when raise your hand. So I, I have I'm, you know, I got a question. So Mark, 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 <laughs> talks, Mark talks about simplifying it. So what I'm going to tell you is I fished down wrap rods from Mark, spiral wrap, acid wrap, whatever you want to call it. For years before I connected with my sponsor, Batson Enterprises, and when Batson sent me their spiral wrap rods, I'm like, "There's like nine thousand guides on this. It's bullshit." <laughs> yeah. So well, yeah, Mark, you knew, like, Mark, Mark minimized. Him, well, yeah. So it's the three guide turn uh-huh. into a spinning rod configuration. It's less than that. We do yeah. two guides. So explain it. Explain it. What you do? How you kind of first like to guide do. slightly left or right, depending. Second like, one's either what. Uh, 45, 90, and, and zero, then, or 45? Yeah, three, yeah. three transitions, that's all you need. The less guides, the better. It's a damn spinning rod. People okay. will argue, oh, you know. It's, I, I I made it that way because of tournament bass fishing. A lot of, you know, you're you're making, you're, you can't use bait. You're using light line. You got to feel the bottom. You know, you want to make that rod as light as possible. And by simplifying it, um, you know, and using less guides, it's less tip weight, less fatigue on your mm-hmm. hand. A big... Uh, a big thing was I fished with Joe Uribe Sr. Anybody knows who he is, um, knows he saw that him and his son. Yeah. Bridgeford Joe Jr., Bridgeford yeah, yeah, Pro, yeah, one of the deal. best Western. And his daughter. Best. And yeah, she's, yeah, she's killing it. She's dude. killing it, the whole family. Um, you know, I remember we were doing a Diamond Valley tournament. And so he doesn't have full use of his hand. Uh, I think when he was hunting, he got frostbite or something. So anyway, he would, he was the, he would always fish the tour tube at DVL. He wouldn't put it down. I Toro mean, tube, man. The, 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 just Jerry Ballester. He would he crush bro- it. Sometimes, yeah. no matter what, if he wasn't getting big, he'd always get like a kicker bass for us, like a four to six pound fish, you know? But I remember him watching and he was really straight. He'd hook a fish and he was so fatigued that the rod would bobble around. So I says, well, I got this down wrap thing, you know? And so Joe Sr.'s background, he, uh, he worked in aerospace and worked on satellites. Actually, has a few patents for some ingenious no way, things that amazing. that uh, that were patented through when he was with Boeing. He's he, I mean, he he's a marvel at taking a bait, customizing it, making it better. <clears throat> so so he looked at it, like, what is this? Well, I realized that because it's a conventional spinning rod, and a lot of people don't even know why they do it. it takes the line and rotates it to the bottom of the rod. So it stable, holds the reel up with There's very no little side pressure. to side lateral movement of the reel Correct. where you're putting pressure on it. Yep. Yep. Because it's hanging. Now, if you took that same load, and for example, I, I, I tell people to visualize this make a conventional rod with the guides on the top and make all the guides six inches tall, even to the tip. What's going to happen when you set the hook? It, the rod's going to want to twist. Go, so right? Yeah. And every time you turn the handle, it's going to torque the rod. Correct. Yeah. And what it's going to do is it's going to break the rod over time because it's torsionally twisting. It's not bending over the length. So mm-hmm. all I did was take that idea, take less guides. You don't need very many to, to lighten it up, transition it. And so that tournament, when he fished it, he was like, holy crap. <laughs> I mean, I saw the difference. I said, And I wanted to give it to him because, you know, it's like, try this. Is it going to make a difference for you? And 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 to this day, that's the way he fishes them a lot, you know. Uh, we built, built, you know, he's got a ton of rods. His Is son. there a difference between the left and the right with no. the, the rods? Uh, it's, so some, if, some guys will so say the, it, it lay, the only thing is when it lays on the deck a certain way, you know, like bass yeah. boat guys, it I, guides down. I so wrap, like, you know I how wrap, if you like to set all, the hook I wrap, to the right? No, I wrap or? all, it doesn't matter about setting hook, okay. that's bullshit. All right. I wrap all my r- down wrap rods and the guys going the opposite direction of the right hand 
real handle just because it's consistent. You feel and like I, I want to share something here. You know, you, you talk about that Torah tube. So Matt and I, when we oh, used, you guys always used to fish when we that used to fish the SABA. Yeah, I remember that. You come we in did and buy very them. well with that, and with we, that lead head. What you call it? It's a, uh, Rick's. Uh, yeah, and that lead head. we didn't want anybody to know. So I would order tour tubes in bulk from the company in Arizona, <laughs> and in particular this avocado color they had, yeah. and we've done very well in that. But um, you know, talk about Joe Senior, uh, Mark, and I, and him, and some other friends went up to uh, Mammoth Lake. We used to go fish trout up there. Uh-huh. And uh, we hiked up to uh, Convict. No, not Convict. No, saddlebag. Saddlebag. Oh. And they're, they're, <laughs> so the, the elevation was yeah, like over 10. We're, we're getting our ass kicked. <laughs> it's above the tree line. But anyway, so there was bear warnings up there. And Joe's like, it's cool, dude. I got a gun. We're good. So we get back to the fucking truck at the end of the night. And I'm like, I see a gun. He's got like a little fucking 22 or some <laughs> shit. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with these? I'm going to shoot you in the leg and I'm going to fucking run. <laughs> Shoot you the way you fucking run. Hey, you got to be faster than the slowest person. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yep. The uh, well, another question is uh, for big swim baits. That kind of got adapted, and you were known as the big swim bait. So can I can I can I back up one more time? I love rods? this. This can, is can hey, we... Baker's Mark has a question. Okay, so I'm sorry. I, I had the, else. the under influencer has a question. I had something else to ask about the rod. Yeah. So. Fishing rods in general, if you're a wrapper or you buy a rod, you take the rod length, let's say it's nine foot, and you add a guide, and that's the amount of guides they have normally on. So okay. a nine foot rod with ten guides, eight foot rod have nine guides, seven foot rod would have eight guides. What Mark was able to do, and some of the first range shadows I got, he built had like fucking seven guides, six guides on a seven ten rod. And I'll tell you what, you don't even realize because once so you just need to transition and then you go to the spinning rod and you can have there's so Basically, what all the guides do is prevent the line from touching the rod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once the line is underneath the rod, doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You yeah, can it put makes sense. you can put on a five forty. You can yeah. literally put fourteen or fifteen guides, and it still will touch the blank. Yeah. Or you can put At some seven point. or eight down. Well, rod. I, I have some per glass surf rods. They're super light. They're thirteen foot, seven and a tip. I can, nowadays I'm lazy. I go to six and a tip. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, we talk about this for bass and other things. The, the rods that we use to fish bluefin on topwater lures and stuff, we're using the exact same configuration. Really? Super light. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I have a, a eight-foot graphite composite rod with seven guides on it and a two-speed pen found 25 narrow, and we're killing 100-pound-plus fish in Damn. 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, Matt got a 80-pounder on a fucking weedless rod 70 ml or a 70 l <laughs> with a 300 size fathom bait that's cast a baton is it all baton uh, yeah that's all i fish yeah okay. but uh-huh. it, yeah the calstar the seeker everybody else has similar shit you know <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah it you don't need to have there, there's no magic rod i mean i i see mark has 10 brands your eye rod phoenix everything else they're all basically yeah. similar yeah, yeah you, you just know right tool for the right job you know i like baton because they're free <laughs> so uh, i want to share something the funny under the influencer has yeah, spoken yeah. so what i'm going to say is that uh, when batson first started trying to sell rod planks so batson enterprise is the biggest rod isn't blank. the blank it's not rain shadow blanks right so rain shadow blanks is made by okay. batson enterprises where is that i had a question is that located in like san dimas up that way no they're in washington what was located? There's a rod place. Oh, that was Acid Wrap. Yes. yes I went so, and bought some stuff there. Right. Anyway, I, I, so, I think it's, his name is Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's still there. This was like 
eight I don't years, know eight so years you'd ago. be hard pressed to find a Rodney's racks that does not have uh, Batson product associated with it either a guide or a real seat or a handle they're the really? biggest manufacturer of rod components in the world okay um, they came out with rod blanks they wanted to sell the builders and Matt and I connected with them the first year he was here probably in 2008 2009 at a rod building show that was just like custom rod wrappers matt was selling some art there and he had these great inshore rods he's like i'm selling this blank for 32 dollars do you think that's too much because he's he all this stuff is from uh, uh overseas like everybody else is nowadays yeah, yeah, and um, chopsticks like a Seeker said? Yeah. <coughs> but anyway, so we, we got these blanks, and I had uh, – I'm sure that Mark and Tommy wrapped them. And I still have two of those rods that I fished today all this time later. And it, and now those blanks, it used to be 32 bucks or 100 and something dollars, and they wouldn't sell it that price because people aren't going to buy that because, yeah. like, oh, that's just cheap yeah. knockoff, whatever. But it's, uh, it's funny. You know, they think of all these different companies and all this different stuff. The only true originals are people like Mark. <coughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, that's a, the questions I had. was like, that's why I bring up some of the stuff like the big swim bait thing is like mm-hmm. a lot of people came to you for their swim bait rod. My swim bait rod I got for Father's Day was the one from you for my big 250 rod. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that kind of like start grabbing gravitation towards you to like where people started coming for you for the swim bait rod a little more? Like when did I that mean, start happening? You know, it's always just being in the freshwater market and fishing with the Uribis. They were kind of the guys that started it out there with Castaic bait yeah uh, i fished with them i learned a lot of stuff they, they taught me a lot of stuff and um you know just seeing you know being able to use those guys to help me develop a better rod like how do you cast you know what you know what weights what do you want to see getting input and then me actually using it myself you know fishing tournaments you know i, I want to know i'm not going to just say hey, make this and my thing was always tell me what's not right Mm-hmm. Don't tell me what's good. Tell me what's not right. Yeah, That's how you build sense. a better tool for the application, you know? Yeah. Um, and a lot of things have changed, but, you know, baits have changed. Uh, styles have changed, I guess. But at the end of the day, as you build a solid rod, it's going to work because baits are mostly weight categories. Yeah. doesn't matter how big yeah. or small. My yeah. thing is how much does it weigh? Yeah. You know, how are you fishing it? You know, is it open water, not open water? <clears throat> so... Segwaying into the, the, the big bait thing, it's no different than a drop shot rod. It's a tool. It throws this for this for that, regardless of the size of the fish, right? It's mm-hmm. just another rod, you know? And I know the swim bait industry is somewhat glamorized, obviously. And particular, I think. <clears throat> yeah. It's yeah, it's like, oh, they're, it's like... Uh, I'm throwing this $82 million large bait, and you're oh, cool, whatever. And, you know, you uh, a certain uh, rod yeah, it's just, like, yeah. it still is another tool yes to use to be successful and for me it was all based off of tournament fishing where at the end of the day you're you're on somebody else's clock and everybody's putting their money on it wasn't wasn't i mean it was fun but that's what pushed me to you know build a, a better rod because you're, yeah. you're 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 competing right you know you're 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 putting your money in the hat with everybody else yeah it makes sense you know and um and we still have the same rods. I, there's no reason to change them because they worked so well. Yeah. In tournament. No, I feel like a lot of people, like even uh, didn't Kyle Grover just win the uh, 
One bass on one of the rods? I think so, yeah. There what we, was it there? The, the, the finesse rod, all those Arizona guys. We make a FIS 7.6. What is that <coughs> application for, that, for, the, for drop super, shot? It's lighter than drop okay. shot. You're talking really finesse stuff, you know. Okay. Um, and we we're, that thing's been, a lot of the guys are using it, and That's it works cool. very well. A lot of the Havasu guys especially. That's hard because I think as a, as a, a rod wrapper, you're like, promote me and they sometimes I, you know i you never know, sometimes i never promote like, you know i'm like, like so opposite of this guy <laughs> you know <laughs> what under, I'm saying? under the influencer i'm like hey this is this is all I, this is what i make you fish it you like it if you don't you know i you know what i mean it's like it's it's you're spending the money you have choices in it in yeah but as like and, a, as like a friend not even like so i feel like you you have friends that are a little more than just uh a fishing uh, company and you're going to want to go a little bit above and beyond. And, and that, uh, you know, like I, I'm going to promote you like when I can or promote, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Mark never does anybody any favors. Even when I was his best buddy, he just wrapped me shit rods all the time. So. <laughs> That's why I forced him to make his own. Yeah. More like leave me alone. So I, I want to say something about those though, Mark, you know, it's, um, you, you talk about, Hey, you know, I'm just a guy making rods and everything. We're all just people just yeah. trying to do our own thing. Yeah. I'm a fat old man trying to make fishing <laughs> videos, yeah. and I just look at myself and I'm disgusted every time I watch them. <laughs> and you know, yeah. So if I can, hey, make, are you having fun though? I am. And if yeah, I can make some money about. on the side, same as you. You know, know. what's exactly. easy for you though? You're not drunk when you're doing that. I'm not drunk. Now. You got to remember. No, you got to remember how many drunk podcasts I listen to myself and I go, "Oh my." Fucking God, man. Yeah. So, Why did I, well, so I stopped drinking as much because I'm like, well, Nick, I'll ah, I'm up. tired my, of my, fucking. One of my great joys is on Thursday. My wife is off on Thursday. I get home from my normal job and I relax and I go through all the stuff. I save my phone during the week and I make some notes on a piece of paper. I go to the garage and I set up the studio and I, I do a straight shoot through. I don't do any edits. I don't do any of that stuff. So if you guys see me looking down and scratching my head or that's fine. Vomiting or whatever. Uh, it's uh, that's just me. And then um, I go and I load the card from my camera into the computer and I listen and there's audio. Like, Thank God. Bring me a cocktail, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> and I edit and I drink cocktails. Yeah. That's your Thursday. Yeah. Your He's Thursday. good. He's good at it. Like, <clears throat> what's the name of your uh, Bloody Deck thing again? It, well, it's uh, the uh, SoCal Bite Fish Report. And I also have the uh, SoCal Bite Fishing Academy, which is just videos that talk about Nice. Technique specific stuff. Nice. Now, Eric, instead of saying your company name, he says his other name when he talks about your lead heads. So uh, he says, check out the neck breaker by Viking Heads. I did not <laughs> say it. You I said it was cold. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, thanks, you dickwad. Hey. <laughs> hey, check out Tony with fucking BD Outdoor. So, <laughs> your fucking the, report. The problem you I have, fucking asshole. So, the problem, I, I have very limited notes. <laughs> I mean, I, I literally have a page, a page I of paper. It. I watch it and I start with, laughing with my, cruel, my ass off. My, 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 I, yeah, I don't know if you guys could see these hands, but they're horrible. That would be a good cut for you guys, but yeah. I can my barely hold a pencil. Is yeah. Eric. <laughs> Carly. Yeah. But yeah. But that's what it basically comes down to. And I see that and I'm like, I'm confused. It's hot in here. I'm cold breathing. And I just say whatever I can say. He's going, um, um, I think it's called. Um, I don't know the name of the company. I, <laughs> I honestly don't. I'm like, you fucking idiot so Viking. I'm a heavy drinker. I don't remember I'm doing it any time. Yeah, that's a joke, by the way. Um, sort let's, uh, <laughs> let's get into uh, the surface iron thing. Both of you guys are big into that from kind of when it got bigger 
at the time. Uh, let's talk about like when it kind of became popular for you guys at your time. You know what I'm saying? I'm it sure was, people have been throwing it forever. No, but there it was a time actually was was popular, and then it was not popular yes. for years just because we never had a fishery for it. Yeah, unfortunately, we really haven't. I mean, the San Diego, those guys down there, you know, and other than the bluefin. Thank right? God I bought a skip because yeah. what's been happening up here in Southern California uh, it, has been it, absolute bullshit it's the last been, fucking ten I years. I mean, look at how like yeah. barracuda fishing was where you cut your teeth to fish the surface iron, and and people go, oh, barracuda, I like those, but a good barracuda fisherman on the iron can catch anything in the ocean on the iron. I don't know why people don't like and, that. Like I'm like, I'll catch I, them all we, day. Dude, I love fun. everybody we used to fish look with. Look at Eric's dirty love face. He's like, you dirty I'm not making a dirty face. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stroke this guy's ego. Back in the day, I'm gonna stroke this guy's ego right now. Back in the day, he was probably one of the the one of hey, the best over here. top iron guys. There was a few group of guys that would, you know, um, would fish iron, and he's one of the guys that goes 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 back. I mean, well, there's, I there's appreciate, a lot of new I appreciate kids the down. work. Yeah, I, mean, I get that. You know, you know so but but that but you have to remember that's all we did so, all the time, right? On any yes, any sport so what boat. it what it came mm-hmm. down to with barracuda fishing in, in particular is that barracuda are extremely predictable. They're schooling fish that are once you figure out what that trigger is you will not stop catching them until something changes correct but but i would say people say oh they're wide open they're easy to catch not really like you said you'd have to i mean we were we were lucky to fish with guys like joe Arvey. yeah arguably one of the best jig for and they would go to the they would go to san diego so that was it if you did it like it so we always hear about was his name uh the guy in San Diego, Dan Wade, Don. Oh, Danny Wade, yeah, he's he's like one of the top guys now. So yeah. who's up here? Who's that guy up here? I have no idea. I you would say know? probably it's Brian the, Burrell. I don't even know. Yeah. It, I don't. It's, it's a lost art up here because we don't have any fishery. The for same it type of fishery. It's they been have gone now, for since oh since the sand bass. Left yeah, in since 05, that 06. first giant squid run we had up here screwed everything up. So everything's what, been gone. But I would say about that whole thing is that um, the guys that are able to, you know, and looking back, it's very easy to have hindsight here. The guys that were very good barracuda fishermen ended up being very good bear, everything fishermen. Mm-hmm. Mark, Curtis, uh, all these other guys, me, and I'm not saying I'm whatever, but basically the lesson I learned there was to, to uh, pattern a fish and train myself to repeat something. Mm-hmm. And be aware to, because it wasn't always the same thing. You know, no. one day you might have to fish a double A light, mm-hmm. and the next day you have to burn a forty-five or slow roll, a double A heavy, or, and yeah, no one to change. Things, you but know? You, you would have to figure the shit out every single day. And this taught us the, um, I'm going to say, work ethic, for lack of a better term, yeah. of mm. adjusting. So when I go in the water now, fishing for bass or marlin or bluefin tuna or whatever the fuck. I go in with an open mindset where I'm saying, hey, <clears throat> based on my experience, I see these conditions setting up. I know it's this time of year. I know this, this, and this. These are my first five choices. And I'm going to try choice number one. If mm-hmm. It's not working. I'm going to choice number two or choice number three. Or no, down what are five. those five choices? Like, this is I've, leading into now. another question is like, uh, one thing you haven't seen much of over the last, what, 30 years is a change in the uh, lure. Well, so yeah. like with with mm. the swim baits, you've seen like the two fifty, but you've seen now we have a million different mm-hmm. swim baits. With the surface iron, you don't have a million different surface irons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean they're 
that that's changed. The materials have changed. The molds have changed. I Do mean, you think like everyone still uses a tatty? It's well, like oh, well, Nick, I'm going to tell you this, and this is Mark will agree 100. percent When it comes to service iron or any lure that you need to, so basically, let me back up here. Any there's a lot of lures you cast that and you wind back in. I'm going to mm-hmm. take the Shimano wax wing as an example. That's a no great... matter what you do, that lure is going to do the exact fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Be it a swim bait. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a freshwater guy. I don't know <clears> how these things swim. But a service iron, you can impart action into that lure. Not to swim bait. That's, you know, yes. like yeah, and like... what well, it comes well, down to. Well, not is... only that, though, you have to remember. In that one lure, when they were sand cast, they're not yeah, perfect. A lot of variation, yeah. And not only that, you got let lo- a lot of variation because the guy's got to drill holes in each end because it right. wasn't exact science. They were not die cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're ground, okay. And and then and then the paint changes it. Where did they get their aluminum from? That changes the weight. If there's I, I agree with all that. But and then you got five different sand casting stamp molds that they use. So, so it's like back you then, you still can't find out a consistency no, to do. Was, I, I did, was, I, you know, know what I'm saying? Back then, there was definitely there was a, a few. To yeah, it. Yes, there was. Yeah, yeah, nowadays, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this with you. Um, share. Sorry. Share. Yeah, I've been drinking please a little bit. Um, that's why I didn't want to drink. I'm like, please, I don't want to swirl. Well, too bad. Here the here yeah. mark's gone, and you're <laughs> ready to go. It's a, it's a quarter pint. That's nothing, guys. Anyway, so what it comes down to is I will go to a, and I'm looking at the jigs and mark shop here, mm-hmm. and I will go grab a peg of mint and white jigs, and I will make all of them work. Yeah. They might can be we, can we grab because, some right now and you, you well, make them I mean, like, can you look at them? Give, give it, I don't give need it. to look at them. I can, yeah. Once yeah. I cast them out, I can wind them you, back to You'll the make it work no matter hey, what. He, yeah. He, he, You're not looking for like a whole offset or something. So, so here you it, go. It, okay. here, here's the answer. It's not the wand. It's the magician. And well, I hate well, to say it. Uh, well, you're a magician too, Mark. I'm yeah. not saying I do anything <laughs> okay. special. We what all if do. What if I said I have a bunch of two sharp, the special one that me and Mike, oh, which was a, if you had uh, those the the, that, 40, the, the, the pointy one, the point. You know what I'm talking I about? I know exactly. With the with the on the back. I would take those all day. Exactly because so there is a, thing, there is a there model is, that there, yes. that will do uh, it. The, no, because that is a jig. I know how to swim exactly. And we all, anybody yeah, who's so basically good, that jig during ninety eight on the I had thirty eight yellows on a half day trip on that jig. But everyone and, and comes in here is, and they'll fucking swing it. So so no, here's another thing though: know, is you, if you if yeah. you give it to somebody who has no idea right. how to fish it and you tell them what to do, they're going to have the same result because okay. it's it is a consistent thing. You need the bite for it. But you right? need to tell them how to fish it. Correct. But that, there are also times where that jig will not get a goddamn bite. Correct. Like the Coronados and the fucking anchor like we used yeah. to fish. Well, if it's windy you, in the you afternoon, need a candy it ain't bar 112, yeah, yeah, that yeah. wide kick to get a there, bite. There again, yeah. it's, it's years of experience using different jigs at different times. There is no magic one. It's I no, see a lot of guys coming in and pulling off. I'm like, you could pick whatever, but they're all not. They're, they're so how different. How about this? Who's, who's the. Is it Taddy? I'm not going to ask Mark because he's a tackle shop owner to you. Who's the one for you? You know, like you're going to go. No, is so there I'll, I'll consistent? Is there yeah, a consistent so, company? Oh, no, I'll tell you the one yeah. is he don't buy new jigs. Joey, He's got his old Joey, old, no. I, I've sold all my old jigs. Joey Shimizu is a good friend of mine from mm-hmm. Taddy. I've known his family for 30 years, and I use their jigs. Okay. I'll tell you what, though. at When the wind's up in the afternoon, it's hard to be the fucking Sal 7X, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What about oh, any yeah. machined aluminum? That's bullshit. Why? I mean, you got consistency. <laughs> you got consistency there. Like, there well, what, be, like what is the consistency the based on? The JRI or the fucking whatever. What is the consistency based on? 
everyone's the same fucking pattern. Yeah, right. Well, it's but, a machine jig. Yeah. But so they, 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 yeah, they, so it's a, you can buy a fucking Shimano Waxway. It'll swim the same matter what you do. Okay. He's missing the point. I'm not missing the point. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> if, I, if you say like, uh, say that, that jig that Mark told you with, Nick, the, the, with the point the stop. on there. No, it's but n- say that jig stop. and you it, could stop, replicate stop, that perfect. Stop. It's not the wand. It's the magician. Okay. So you can give somebody, somebody can come into Mark's shop today and buy a thousand dollar lure. That's the best swimming lure ever made. And he can go out and he can try and cast it on his fucking Tran X, get a backlash, Tran- not know how to wind the thing <laughs> back. What's, what's it called? <laughs> the gay R2-D2. <laughs> and not know how to wind it back properly. And he's not going to catch anything. The gay R2-D2. <clears throat> Well, yeah, I, I would say that's lack of an experience. It's a balance. Right. But, but you, but you I have would, a bait I would say that's this. proof. Like, I would instance, say this. If I'm going to go, we're going to go $100 a fish. Yes. Right? He's going to want that better jig. Of course. Well, I will tell you that. He's going to go back to the one that he caught 38 exactly. yeah. Here's the deal. Here's the because deal. he does have the knowledge. And if he, if yeah. I said. Confidence well, is a big and, thing. And, and, and I'm going to tell yeah, him yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, like. Yeah. Okay, you said bullshit. Well, then I'm gonna give you this shitty jig. I'm right. gonna pick well, one. He's gonna I, like ah. Oh. So let's, and, let's, and that's where it can mentally. Yeah. So let's back it up here a second. During the 1998 old Neo, me and my friend Mike Rose made a bet as the beginning of the fishing year, which was probably April. Uh-huh. A dollar a barracuda, five dollars per yellowtail. When we fished together, we fished together about 100 days a year back then. Okay. He ended up owing me like 600 bucks. Why? Because you're that good. It was all jig fish, and. It was about the time that those jigs were out, and I knew exactly how to fish that jig properly. Okay. And I had 50 of those blanks that I got from Mark when the company went out of business that I gave away because I no longer fish for that stuff. And they have no application for the type of fishing I do now. Mm-hmm. So. No. Well, I mean, if you're not going to do it. But if it if does come back. If I'm not fishing back- for Barracuda and Yellowtail that are schooling, I don't need that jig. And that jig is not so important to me that I want to throw that all the time. Yeah. So now I, I fish. My, my go-to jig is a Taddy Starman 112, which is a uh, replacement for the Candy Bar 112. You still won't fish it uh, like a JRI or like a no, Steel Bait? No, fuck that jig. <laughs> How much are they? I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm jigs now are like, they used to be, I remember they used to be three ninety nine. Yeah. And now yeah, they're like so twelve ninety nine or fourteen or. I would rather or... get a tool that someone gives me and figure out how to use it than spend a bunch of money on something. Yeah, I, I see. I was looking at. I'm He's not gonna, getting old. I'm not going to say the company name. He's getting old. But I was looking at these lures that people are using for saltwater bass. It's like twelve dollars for one soft bait, or uh, a forty dollar a rig, and I'm just like. What are you thinking? I, I mean, well, but this is hey, the thing. Pick more your power, poison, right? Exactly. I, I feel mean, like right? if they could sell it for that much, if people well, want I mean, to have the so. group of people that want to fucking buy it, let them fucking Perfect it. example. Now, but as a company owner like me, I I think different. I have. A, I think the year baits are affordable. But I have a job, too, as well. I right. have a full-time so. job. So, like, I'm not going, I need to make money off this. No, it's more like, I don't want to be too high. I want to be kind of like at the right price point. So if I yeah. could fit that, I will. Now I get if they this is their full time gig and they're like, this is what we have to fucking make. Mm-hmm. I get it, but at the end of the day, it's like I can't. As me as a fisherman, if I lose that, I gotta fucking buy a new one. I don't want to yeah, I mean, that much. Yeah, money. well, well, well I remember well. So let's let's. I don't know if you were fishing on the boat um, that day, but so Lucanus 
That Shimano came the with a jig. The Lucanus <laughs> jig. It was a rock cod jig, and it was like 20 bucks back in the day. Yeah, I remember. Like, what Dude, the? that's a lot. Like huh? for getting it stuck huh. on the bottom, yeah. right? And I was like, I can't, I never, I, I can't sell that. We could use your ganyan bait. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, that uh, torpedo sinker. I, yeah. But how good and did that, it work? I mean, it was. All right. Uh, well. I don't know hey, about there's that. Bait. I still remember that last Ben Seeker about when we did that thing. I had like nine lings and he brought that thing out of two fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rockfish. But uh, at the same time, have you spent, like if something works that good, say you're not sponsored by him, you don't know hookup, will you buy that bait? So I'm going to talk about the uh, Lucky Craft DD100. There you the go. One hundred one hundred deep diver. You so, talked about it a lot. One of my favorite has, yeah. baits. It's a great and, bait. And um, I used to buy him and it was like, pulling teeth to get me to buy these damn things <laughs> and then jerry told me that they cut out the saltwater shears and they sold them all to some outdoors company which i found on ebay and i knew what they paid for them so i bought 60 of them for seven dollars a piece and now i still fish them <laughs> <laughs> he's got all of them he'll sell you yeah. one for a 100 bucks yeah that's the way i roll you know i don't <laughs> care um i like but fishing. if you but if you fished if you had to buy them for the, the full price was you? Well, I, well I, you know, I'm going to buy a hard bait for $19 and fish it. I would look for a cheaper alternative. And I always have. Even when I bought tackle, I would look for, you know. Yeah, and, but, Matt, but then, okay. A lot of them don't hold up. And I did hold my breath and buy the Lucky Craft DD100 and the XD100. Yeah. The, the, in, the, in the context of what we're talking about, for fun, no. Tournament, yes. Yeah. Okay. There's a difference, right? Yeah. We're talking to me. It's not a difference. It's my tournament in my head is like I want to catch an eight pounder or a ten pounder. So like I would spin that, and so, if I lose, I lose a twenty dollar lure on a seven pound fish. I'm happy. So Nick, I'm yeah, going to tell you, you know. something. You know, you're catching a seven to ten pound calico bass has nothing to do with lure you're fishing. It has everything to do where where you have your boat, where the conditions are happening, where those fish are holding, and I mean, and you my, think you could throw any lure? You know, my, if you know my, those my, conditions, I've, and... I've got two nine plus cal, calico bass. Have you broke ten? Yeah, I, I caught one that was probably freaking eleven or twelve. Oh, that, many. I remember you talked about. But that, yeah, yeah it, the ones I weighed in tournaments, I weighed a nine seven five fishing with Mark, and I weighed a nine something in Santa a Barbara. Big hammer. And both Simple. of them were on five inch big hammers on a freaking style nine shad head. And what it was, I happened to be the right place at the exact yeah. moment that fish went eats. I didn't. We weren't expecting. I wasn't. He was just fire. I don't even know why he made the cast. Yeah, I was trying to clear my backlash. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I got one. It's like, oh, it's a big one. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you don't. You're not gonna call it out like, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna catch yeah. a ten pounder on this cast. Yeah, it happens, you know. But it, in the but I, I always <clears throat> have that question though. It's like it, if you're. Like, oh, for the big bait guys, and I'm like, okay, you spend 180, 200 bucks on a fish. Is that fish worth, is a 10 pound fish worth that much to you? Like, it depends on the exactly, the, depends on the individual. And I'm like, I, I, I would pay. I've, it. I've, like, I've, if I, I'm lucky to have caught a lot of lar big largemouth on a bunch of different stuff. What's your PB on largemouth? 12, 8. Really? I cannot break 12, 8. And then I kind of, yeah. <laughs> large mouth. Fish, I haven't got a calico a for ten. My biggest yeah. is like eight and three quarters on calico back. But I never really. Yeah. Went, so like, what it comes down to, as far as buying expensive tackle and shit like that, you know, there was a time in my life where I would go to a place where I had a coupon at a supermarket to get something, <laughs> and now I'm like, I don't feel like cooking. Let's order forty eight dollars for the Chinese food, made a hundred dollars to have it delivered to the house. <laughs> really, you know what I mean? That 
Yeah, yeah. That's oh, but on the tackle <laughs> side, <laughs> I ain't can, doing can it. you bring a bottle of whiskey while you're coming? Yeah. yeah, I mean that's the truth. I mean it's like whatever. It's like you know, yeah. you, you get desensitized. And when we bought our Matt and I bought our first boat for three thousand dollars, oh, it cost like two hundred fifty dollars rewires for like wringing our hands, like oh god, how are we gonna do it? And now I just, I'm like, we need a new trailer. He's like, I don't need man. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I'll just buy it. You know, it's, you know, it's it not must like. Must be nice. Fucking I big know. bucks. Daddy, big bucks. Oh, yeah. He gets free trailers. Yeah, free I'll trailers. Trailers. Hey, <laughs> hey I, I spent close to $11,000 on a new trail. Oh, my God. That, that's ridiculous. Where did you get your like, trailer from? West Coast yeah. Trailers. I hey, mean, how I, good? I remember they used to be like. Yeah, two, like you would cringe when they were like two to three grand. No, it's no, one no. Uh, Hunter Beach. Yeah. So oh, I, I go into Pacific Trailers. So they, I got, I got a custom. They're like well, so all welded aluminum, no dissimilar metals, none of that nonsense, which is was the end of my Coyote trailer that came with the boat. And they did a great job, fit to the boat, everything else. But that's the thing you don't think about. And that's one of the things that sucks about being a fisherman is there are going to come costs that don't come with shit. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm doing good. I got all this money saved up. Oh, you need to spend ten thousand dollars to launch your boat tomorrow, and there will be no improvement in your fishing day. There's no new tackle. There's no new it's, cushions it, in your boat. This, like, this, this is allows you to go, yeah. go spend more Fucking money. Horrible, right? Yeah. For me, it's a tax runoff, but it does not cover anything. You know? Price of freedom. Yeah. No, it's I, the price I, of freedom. I get it hundred percent, yeah. man. But I mean, the the questions you're asking is going back to is it's it's what it is to the individual who's spending the money. Some people. What's it worth? Yeah, some yeah. people, you know, they're out there to catch and eat fish, right? You know, but there's also yeah. guys like Oscar Watt having his fucking reels anodized. You yeah. know, what I mean, that's yeah, no, the reality. I mean, of it. yeah, if you have the money to spend, right? He he won't buy a goddamn lure if it's the hottest <laughs> thing because nope, won't buy it from me. But he'll spend eleven grand on a trailer, which allows him access <laughs> to yeah. go throw the other shit he has, right? So you know, I was, I, was, I don't know if I mentioned on here earlier or we we're just talking about it, but I, I took the spinnerbait out the other yesterday yeah, at PB. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the only reason I took the spinnerbait out was because Matt's like, let's grab this, let's grab that. And I'm like, I get this big, you know, flat rate box from uh, the post office. I pick it up. I'm like, oh, my God, it's full of Blade Runner shit that's from 2016. I've never even opened. <laughs> and I grabbed like a pack of spinnerbait. So I'm like, I'm going to commit to fishing a spinnerbait. <laughs> You know, so. which is cool. Like, yeah. that's, well, that's cool to go out and be like, exactly. I well, want to catch it you know, on I could have gone and done the same shit I've done every week here, every day for the last 15 years. I'm like, hey, you know, I remember well, having well, fun catching fish. Think, so this. think about this. That's yeah. another thing about fishing is everybody can do it differently and still be successful. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. What is, what's the formula? Well, I think Ooh, it's hard God. nowadays. Everyone's trying to catch it on a certain lure. That might be cool. Yeah, like that's trying, just, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's for certain people. They well, might want to. Uh, what that comes down to, Nick, is that people are trying to trade experience and action for a result based on a product. Mm -hmm. You know, if I have this weight loss pill, I will suddenly be oh, in Zempic. good shape. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> It also curbs alcohol and gambling addiction, so I might oh, look that into it. Does really? yeah. It yeah. doesn't make you drink? No, it's the opposite. I probably need wow. to Yeah, that. we all do. But um, <laughs> So, you know, one of the things, let's go back. You talked a little bit about the big swim made thing. I, you know, I would say that Mark here, Captain G aside, who <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a ribbon on it and say <laughs> – that guy's delusional as fuck. And I'm sorry. I attributed his head injury, but the guy said a lot of horrible things to me and my friends that I don't approve of. But what he did before he left was really push this thing forward. And Mark was really involved with it. You know, the first time I ever threw a big swim bait was with Mark. 
And that's when there was no talk about this or anything. That's when we had the rubber trout. I remember you had the Ishman Rowe rat, I think, and the printing of it had Ishman Rowe and a, ma- a rat and a bass, but it was so dark. It was just a brown square. <laughs> I don't mean anything. Sorry, Ishman, listening, but yeah, you remember that, right? <laughs> That's kind of off topic, but, <laughs> but anyway, hey, it's just smiling. With teeth. I, yeah. You can barely <laughs> see the teeth. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, that's what I remember seeing. It was like right but, at that. But did you throw there. you threw the triple trout then too as well, right? He, I he mean, didn't know. I did not know. I only threw the, uh, all the 3D poured. generic trout. Yeah, that's uh, okay. When Jerry and Good Scott Whitmer were doing stuff together yeah. at okay. the time, you know. But so. then Mark started doing the three the uh, triple trout and. <clears throat> They used to have a photo album here of all these big bass and stuff they would catch on it. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of, I mean, it still works today, you know. Wow, there's a ton of people that yeah, still fish it's still, trout. still yeah. fish it. Um, you know, it's just, there's so many different choices out. It's confusing. Yeah, that, that, I think the swim bait thing has gone wild, like where there's so many swim baits now, big swim baits. It's well, like, the, the problem is oof. it's not conducive to our fishing right now. It's just not matching Dude, up. Dude, yeah, no that shit's going on. No more trout Speaking plans. Finesse, <laughs> check out the finesse head by Viking Head. Yeah. <laughs> So what's interesting is uh, I was working with Mark at Fred Hall one year, and uh, he had all these triple trouts and all this other BS. And then uh, <laughs> Joe, and they weren't we weren't selling any of that. We're selling normal stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Joe Senior came over on Sunday after winning some tournament with this giant trophy. I didn't know what the hell it was, and like people are just coming up. He's standing with that trophy and just buying these freaking. They sold every single one of them. <laughs> was it the triple yeah. trout there? He won it on. Mm-hmm. Really? Well. It was, it was that, one of those giant trout. Yeah, I don't I even think remember it was a triple trout. That that thing sold more Huddlestons for Huddleston oh, <laughs> than God, they know. Yeah. I, I still remember doing a tournament. <clears throat> I think it was uh, January, February, January, oh five. It was an English choice. Me and Joe mm-hmm. had had been on that deal, and it was literally wide open. I remember when his champ he had a one eighty seven. It was raining, cold, and I mean, literally, I think we 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 caught thirty seven fish on it. Fuck, dude! And this was, a, yo, dude, it <laughs> was awesome. game on. And um, you know, the lakes never fished like that. Was when it really started. It was 05. <clears throat> we came and we won it with I want to say like 21, 22, 20. I couldn't remember the weight. Mm-hmm. I think there was eighteen or twenty teams. And I believe. I want to say almost half the field blanked. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like wide open going, oh, dude, this is going to, this is horrible. It's yeah, so wide yeah, open. Yeah. We're screwed. There's no, you know, yeah. you know. We, we were just, like there, it was one of those 17th turn- place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, you fish tournaments. Oh, yeah. how it's weird when you're, when you usually win, it doesn't feel like you're fishing a tournament because every move you make, it just, it's happening. It's just like, dude, this is sick. Like, oh my God, you're not losing anything. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. like, you don't lose fish. It's just nonstop, nonstop. And then you get back, you're like, you're worried because you're like, dude, this was kind of wide open. Like, you feel like I, everybody had that. Well, yeah. How could it be that <laughs> yeah. wide open for us and nobody else? Well, it, it was, I mean, it was literally us, the Grovers in second, and then it just the weights went whoop, and it was like, holy crap! Of course, we didn't tell anybody using. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, of course. Today yeah, they yeah, still yeah. don't. You know, <laughs> we're basically, oh yeah, Huddleston, right? So. <laughs> And it was a funny looking bait. To right? this day, it just a simple three jointed. I named the bait triple trout. Just yeah. it just three jointed looking thing, and it it still works great to this day. So it's Mark actually bait. at one point had a trout in his uh, swimming pool at home. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> a yeah. lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> I stocked trout my tr- farm at uh, your house. Uh, Kevin Morgan caught his first and only trout <laughs> in the <my> pool. <laughs> 
we used to have these barbecues on Sunday afternoon at Mark's parents' oh, house. Yeah. <laughs> and we'd do everything from catch trout. And then later, we'd have this big guy, Spiro, get in the pool. And we'd hook him with, like, Spiro. heavy, he heavy tuna gear. <laughs> we'd pull against him. <laughs> so you could reel him in. Yeah. Are you Good fucking times. serious? Yeah. yeah. You had awesome. trout in the pool. Huh? We'd buy put calico bass in there. We couldn't get him out. I was like, uh, Jack Soul came over. We, like, yeah, oh, we were just throw them in the pool because they're like his pool was so turned the, over yeah from the launch <laughs> ramp and, and from the launch ramp there's no water in the live well it drained out and they're like oh so we just like we'll throw them in there and, and they, they fucking live they, they they well yeah i'm like what the hell they were swimming we couldn't catch them we had to try to net them and it's like and the funny thing is on my little facebook page i'm like it was new year's i was like what the hell uh it was uh, a picture and i think it was uh i think it was daniel mayoriel Mm-hmm. And you know Daniel, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, uh, my buddy's uh, son Kai. They, I was like, oh, I must have had sculpin there because they're holding up two live sculpin next to my pole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I remember that. I must have had sculpin. <laughs> <Those were wild. laughs> I remember, I remember both Mark's pavilions over there. Like we're trying to get hamburger pains. Like it was during Mad Cow, and they're like, oh, this being Canada, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking what a fucking time, huh? Oh yeah. Uh, we've had a lot of laughs. I mean, I'll tell you what, you know, from the time Mark had the shop over there and our wild times and then coming over here and watching it grow into business and seeing him take off with these you know, his custom rods and you know you know, he downplays it. I understand. He's uh Japanese, that's just how it goes. But uh <laughs> um he's really had a huge impact on the rods and reels and line mm-hmm. and everything else that goes into fishing all these swim baits wow. nowadays. Are you even I being just, a, being a uh, very do, honest, do do. Uh, truthful guy when you come in and you ask for like some tips? I've always said like I came in here, I was struggling. Oh yeah, you couldn't fucking cat. This is before the podcast, yeah. man. You were new to the shop. Yeah, your I didn't know came, anything. Your, your, and your I'm uncle like, always used to come in yeah. here, and then I remember you coming in. Now you're like podcast. Yeah, dude. and I'm like, hey, dude, I can't catch a fucking calico if you, my life depended on it he's like here you go jerk shad sledhead yeah fucking i came back and bought a million just yeah he's a he's a great them. friend of those signs but if you're a good guy that's a good fisherman it's <laughs> doing well all he does is talk shit you could have caught six more bass we would have left hand a reel i'm like did you want me to win the tournament by more pounds i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yep but yeah mark's done a great thing for this uh whole community man and it's cool to have you on and, and kind of do this co-hosting uh, we've been on almost two hours. Thank Are you kidding me? This? I'm not kidding. I, oh. I screwed the whole thing up. No, <laughs> no oh, that's Mark, great. Right. It was cool. And I like yeah. doing stuff like yeah. this. I want to do more. Maybe we'll do uh, a series in this and think of something else and do another Without episode. <laughs> another episode hey, like we this. Do bring Jerky Boys back. Let's call yeah. the landing go. live. Hey, on the, hey, call Turner's right now. Or just call different people. That. Well, I got Well, what we did with Jeremy Anderson. <laughs> nice. We called, uh, uh, who's it? Uh, Mike Shaw, MS Slammer, uh-huh. live on a podcast like uh-huh. this, and it didn't go well. But it, it was fun. No, it was. It all, you, I mean, Eric would have loved it. it. Yeah. it he would have loved well. it, but it didn't go the way we wanted it to. But uh, it was. Well, great. this podcast be ending soon. Press two. Let's uh, let's plug Eric's uh, where you can see your uh, your videos. Yeah, on- so every week I have. Uh, a new video on YouTube through BD Outdoors, the letter B, the letter D Outdoors, also on their website, bdoutdoors.com. I'm a uh, fisherman who gives a report every week of what's happening, stuff I fish <laughs> I thought for. I you were going to say something else. Or not. And I show some video regularly or pictures and talk about the stuff we're doing, what works for us, what doesn't. I make fun of Matt a lot. Um, 
it's funny because I'm fat, and uh, you should tune in. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I have Mark uh, shop <clears throat> address, stuff like uh, that. We're in uh, Los Alamitos at 4221 Catella Avenue. Um, Cross Streets, Noel, and Catella. Come down. It's wintertime, so it's not super busy. We could hang out and talk fishing and usually here Monday through Friday. Oh, you can come, by, you. come by Viking Heads. And, yeah, and, Viking and Heads. Mark is happy to tell you everything you're doing wrong and straighten you out completely. <laughs> only <laughs> only this guy over here. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, hope, thank you guys for coming on. We'll probably do another one soon, and then hopefully we'll do a – we're coming up on 350. So maybe we'll get Eric and Decker and, and Koch. Hot Koch? We'll get Hot Koch <laughs> back on. 350? 350. Dang. So what I want, we'll do a, he holds the record for F-bombs in an episode, Koch. Ooh. Yes, he does. So oh, maybe he, we'll get some Maker's does. Mark, a big bottle of it. <laughs> yeah. And we'll go to, hey, we you spoke, gotta come, we you spoke gotta come about to it yesterday. New, you got to come to the new house. I got a whole. I'd love to see it. I got a whole tiki bar in the back, a whole new everything. It's all. Is there still a broken down truck and a chicken nope, in your driveway? No, this is. I live <laughs> okay. in the white people in Lima. Well, good for you. Hey, I see Mexicans drive by once if you, in a while. If you need references, I can give you some. But you know, the Mexican I see drive by is Gary Riz. You know. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. All right, buddy. Thanks. Bye.